This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. JList.com has a lot of awesome Nintendo Switch and PS4 games for you to choose from on their website. They have Dead or Alive Extreme 3 for the Switch, and also for the Switch, the Grisaya Trilogy, Little Busters Converted Edition, Super Real Mahjong Love, Clanade, the new Clanade game, a variety of Hatsune Miku Project Diva games, a ton of stuff from Toho Project, and by the way, when you go on JList.com or JBox.com and make a video game-related purchase of up to $100 or more for Golden Week, you will get $20 off that order. So until the end of Golden Week, which is March 6th, uh, May 6th, you will get $20 off any order of video games for $100 or more from JList or JBox.com. So go find yourself something cool straight from Japan. Oh, and by the way, most of these games come in English as well. And now, time to start the show. Even the patterns on his clothes, uh, it's Tanjiro, right? Even the yeah. patterns on the Tanjiro, this main character, on his clothing. <laughs> it's so hilarious. Oh, my the God. The hentai version is Demon Lair. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. I love it. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Hey everybody, all you anime addicts out there, welcome to episode 522 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, where our sole mission is to make your anime addiction worse, always worse. It's got to be so bad by now after 522 episodes, I'm so sorry. And of course, I am your host, Mitsugi. I am joined today by the wonderful Mandy. How are you, Mandy? Hi, I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. And I'm excited to talk about anime with you guys. And contrary to what the Twitch chat believes, Mason, he's a hungry boy. He did not eat Enzo today, who is no. not present. <laughs> but nope. Mason himself is, and how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm here. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Uh, you guys are here to get your anime addiction so much worse this episode. We're worser? Worser. Worser. Uh, unimproved, <laughs> I think, is the technical term. <laughs> Mitz, what are you drinking yeah. over there? As I sip a Ultra Sunrise Monster Energy, it's the orange one. I went down the street the other day and I said, "I said, look, Seven Eleven, bro, you're the only thing I have in my this whole world right now is you and the Seven Eleven. Please stock Orange Monster." And he did it. I love the man, guys. You can find us at our website, aaapodcast.com, and if you go to aaapodcast.com/slash/join, you will get. Hentai episodes, hobby addicts, after parties. There's hundreds of these, um, probably five, six, seven hundred at this point. It's hard to keep track. And I hope that you guys enjoyed the hobby addicts and uh, hentai episode samples that we had given out through the month of April. And uh, so please head over to that section of our website, aaapodcast.com. Join. You can support the podcast. We will have tons of extra content for you. We just did a 
at Hobby Addicts, where we talked about a lot of fun TV shows, video games, and we're going to be doing a hentai episode after the podcast today. Social media, we're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash AAA podcast. Hello to everybody watching live. We love all of you every single week. We're live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitch. I said that already. We're on Twitter. And, of course, we're on Discord. So if you head over to our website, along the top, there's a Discord button. I don't know how many people are on there. It just keeps growing. Yeah. It's like a, Every day we get more people joining and so many new friends. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're around 2,000 probably in the ballpark. So if you head over to our website, you can join our Discord as well, where there's a lot of stuff going on every week. And uh, would you guys like to share some Discord updates about what you guys have going on over there? Sure. As always, we have our seasonal watch parties Saturday nights. Uh, go over to that channel to get the lowdown on how that goes. Um, we also have our anime clubs every other Wednesday. The next one will be on May 6th. So if you're listening to this live, you still have time to get in on that. We'll be watching Habane Renme, which is an absolute classic that I highly recommend. Um, you can watch it on Funimation and Hulu and hope to see you there. Is it not on Crunchy? I didn't think so. I thought it was. I could be wrong investigation. I could be wrong. I don't remember the last time I watched it. But um, yeah, uh, you can also come to my manga club, which will be back on May 13th. And we'll be reading the first two volumes of Fruits Basket. So come join us on May 13th at 10 p.m. EST. All you got to do is hop into the manga club chat, the voice chat. And that's all we do is just have a laid back discussion about the manga. And uh, yeah, come ha- hang out with us. Have fun. So it looks like Habane Renmei used to be on Crunchyroll. Like they have the page set up for it. They just don't have any episodes mm. there. I think, was it two years ago I watched it for the first time? I can't remember, but I, I could have sworn I watched it on Crunchyroll, so they must have taken mm-hmm. it down since then. It's a question about the monsters. When you say, like, this is an orange monster, yes, is that yes, just, sir. just referring to the color of the can, or is the actual interior also said color? Or is it all just the nuclear Mountain Dew green? No, so, <laughs> so they all have their own color. Monster does a great job of marketing, you know? they um, The flavors are great. They're all sh- These are sugar-free. There's purple, blue, red, white, green... Uh, orange, pink, uh, aqua blue. There's a ton of these flavors, and the inside of the the inside liquid is the same color as the outside of the can. So, to answer okay. your question, okay, yeah, and they're all tasty. I like them very much. So, um, any other updates, guys, from the Discord? Uh, people are getting back on the health club train with the nice weather. We have, uh, you know, people starting to go on runs. We've got challenges in May going up. Uh, we have all sorts of things. I mean, people are posting sorts of food pics, their cats and dogs. I mean, you name it, we have a channel for it and ample discussion regarding it. Hmm. Nope, right. that's it. I can't wait for the gyms to reopen because, boy, it's tough to get a good workout at home with dumbbells. All right, guys, on this podcast, we're, we're going to be continuing our spring 2020 impressions. I think we have three more shows to do to pass uh, at most, we'll see if we get to the to the full amount this time around. And uh, on this episode, we're going to be doing Shidoneko Project Zero Chronicle, Apare Nanman, Gleipnir, My Life is a Villainous, All Routes Lead to Doom, which is a fantastic title, um, and Gal to Kyoryu. Galen Dino, baby. Oh, shit. Nice. So we're going to get to all that, and then we're also going to do a review of Babylon, 
later on in the show. So I hope you guys stick with us the whole time and uh, I hope you enjoy our show today. So let's get it rolling. It's time for big news of the week. You know, the big news of the week this week was that there really wasn't a lot of big news, to be honest with you. Um, if, if anybody saw big news, I didn't see it. But um, there have been a lot of properties and events affected by coronavirus. So although, although I think we are all kind of tired of hearing about coronavirus, um, you may want to know that a concert or a convention is, is canceled or delayed or that, you know, your favorite anime is delayed or whatnot. So just going to go through some of this stuff here and there's a crap load of it. So um, I was going to say, this will take forever to get through. <laughs> well, we, I don't think we'll go the through list everything. never ends. It's so long. It's ridiculous. So um, there was a One Piece orchestra concert. For By the way, if that Joe Hisaishi concert in London in September gets canceled, I will literally... I will I will cry on this podcast live. You will you will you will see it happen. So, you know what the sad thing is? The sad thing is like BTS, a big K-pop band. They're um, this is supposed to be like the last year for them going on tour because next year they have to start going into like their mandatory military service. I can't, I don't I can't remember what it's called in oh, South Korea, oh, wow, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the last chance for a lot of people to see them for years, and all of their shows got canceled. I feel so bad. That's got to be wild. Oh, That's got to be wild for them to put their careers on hold to do mandatory service. I mean, I know you know they they, yeah. may, they may be happy to do it, but I, you know, there are people that are just kind of chilling at home and not doing much, and then there's you know international pop stars. <laughs> You know, so. Yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy. I think they were trying to somehow get it so that they got they would be excused from it, but apparently it fell through, and they said no. Everybody has to go through it. They probably would take they would take flack for dipping out of their, their yeah gov- mm-hmm. their duties anyway. So um, all right, so getting started on this one piece orchestra orchestra concert postponed due to COVID, and that's really sad because that looked really neat. So um, the cornered mouse dreams of cheese boys love film has been delayed. I don't know what that is. That's a great um, name. Cheese Boys? The Cornered Mouse Dreams of Cheese Boys love film. So, I don't know what that is. Weird. Wild. Uh, Certain Scientific Railgun T, episode 14 is delayed due to COVID, and that one's been delayed a few times, I think. So, several several of these episodes have been delayed, and I haven't watched any of uh, Scientific Railgun T, because we didn't really pick it, but both the prior seasons are Really great, and I, and I saw it had like an eight an eight point one on Mal, so maybe I need to check that out. Um, Yu Gi Oh Seven's anime halts production flat out due to COVID, so that's 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 not good. So I don't know if that's coming back at all. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, going down the list, Monster Strike the movie Lucifer Zetsubo no Yoake delayed due to COVID, so that's no good. Uh, Otakon twenty twenty canceled. Woo. That's a mm-hmm. that's a bad one right there. Hmm. I think that's August. Is Otakon? Is that? It's summer. That I think Otacon? it's always a summer August? one. Yeah. It used to be okay. like late July, early August when it was in Baltimore, but I guess they moved it. I don't know when it is yes, now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So that's that's a shame. Uh, Gundam Build Divers Re Rise Season Two is delayed. Delays their new episodes. Let's see. Uh, Nakitai Watashi wa Neko Kaburu film delayed due to COVID. Uh, Girl Gaku anime's new episodes delayed due to COVID. Black uh, Black Clover delayed due to COVID. Precure Miracle Leap film delayed again until further notice due to COVID. 
So Chibimaruko-chan is delayed due to COVID. Kingdom, the Kingdom anime season three is now delayed due to COVID. Still haven't watched Kingdom yet. I'm, we're, we're not through Yu Hagu show. So <laughs> well, it's we been did get grinding through that. out the end. God, we got through that last arc. Oh man, it was it was rough. Um, <laughs> it was really rough. So Duel Masters is delayed. Major second anime's season two is now delayed. So the regular Magic High School season two, which I think a lot of people are looking forward to, that has been pushed back to October due to COVID and. Um, Promise Neverland's second season is delayed to all the way back to the twenty to twenty twenty one due to COVID, so that's definitely not good. Um, boy. So, and what are the? <laughs> do you guys have any? I don't know. It's just endless. Do you guys have any shows from this current season that are still like up in the air? I know on our spreadsheet we have a we have a drop down box item for literally uh, for delayed now. So, um, but um, let's see here. Uh, Fugo, K, uh, uh, KG, Balanced Unlimited, and Yahari Ore no Seishun Love Comedy are both delayed. Is that still the case? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, so a lot of them were Enzo's shows. Mason has a couple as well that were, or was it just one or two of them I, that As was of delayed? right now, it's just uh, a party round mine. Mm, yeah, that one. And um, I think what we talked about before is that we don't want to pass a show that's been delayed because we don't know when it's going to come back. Sure. So um, I think what Enzo planned on doing for um, the like millionaire detective one, because I think he wanted to pass it. But then he was like, well, if it's going to come back during the summer um, season, it'd probably better to pass it then. So that way our review schedule doesn't get all messed up. But all of my shows are finished, so okay. <laughs> like they're still airing, but they've already finished them, so I'm good. I do want to make a quick mention because I do think it's funny the uh, the Whisker Away film that you mentioned, Mitz, the the new Mario Kata film. Um, yeah. It got delayed, so it's was supposed to release in Japan in theaters. It's a movie on June 5th, but now it's going to come out on Netflix on June 18th, which to me means that over here in the West, we're actually going to get to see it sooner because first wow well not not first but you know instead of going through the whole japanese theater cycle and then going through release in the months afterwards it's already going to be out so they're just going to be able to watch it sooner so from my perspective the covid is actually making it come possibly even earlier so i'm excited guys there's also an article um coming out of japan the nikkei has reported um that japan's government is actually going to be extending their shutdown until as late as june 7th so you know they were shut down and then they lifted it a little bit and then they shut it down again and they're going to have lots of meetings with experts and um, prime prime minister shinzo abe is going to be planning to finalize details as early as this coming monday tomorrow which is probably for most of you already happened as, as as at the point that you listen to this podcast because this tends to come out on Wednesdays. But um, since they're going to be delaying all the way until June 7th, possibly, or shutting down until June 7th, I think you're, you're going to be seeing more, a lot more delays coming, I think, for different things. So this isn't going away. You know, I think that um, we've, we've talked about how anime gets made, like they'll finish an anime episode like a day before it airs, you know? So um, being sort of at limited production all the way until June 7th is probably going to affect shows clear into maybe even into the summer season. So, yeah. So this isn't really going to go away. You guys have any other comments at this point? 
I mean, I'm, I'm not really bothered by this. You know, you want people to be safe, and I guarantee everyone here has decades worth of shows of backlog mm-hmm. and stuff that they can watch. So, I don't need to see the newest thing right now and put other people at risk. Like, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with all this news and people who yeah. are bothered by this are uh, silly. Well, <laughs> and there's so much anime like every season that like we've talked about it. There's, you know, back you know, 20 years ago when I first started watching anime, you'd get like 10 shows a season mm-hmm. on TV and now there's like 55 of them. <laughs> so, yeah. so it, you know, mm-hmm. it does suck, you know, because everyone's always looking forward. There's always a pocket of people that are really looking forward to something and then it gets delayed and that's a shame. But, at least there's on at least there's 45 or so other shows that you can watch. So probably better to have people um, be safe, and then you still have plenty of shows to um, satisfy your entertainment needs. So, and then those shows will come out later anyway. So it's not like they're going to go away. Exactly. Anything? Yeah. Anything else, guys? Nope. Nope. Okay. And here we go. The next segment. Howdy, partner. I seen you riding in on that dusty trail. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the moe. For the good this week, and I guarantee you've seen it uh, if you were on our Discord because people are freaking out about it, uh, Yoko Kano and a bunch of voice actors and musicians create a Cowboy Bebop charity track to fight COVID-19. A bunch of musicians... And rappers and voice actors collaborated to make a video edit of The Real Folk Blues, a great song from uh, Cowboy Bebop, which we had an interesting argument on uh, last week. Very topical. Um, the track released on YouTube uh, last Friday with a pay-what-you-want donation scheme, and it sounds phenomenal. It sounds fantastic. Um, all the proceeds of this will go to the CDC Foundation to help support measures against the whole COVID-19 epidemic. And it uh, ends with a quite fitting uh, reference. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually listened to the track on YouTube, and it's uh, the, the real folk blues. Is a, I mean, it's one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best songs we've ever we've ever had in anime. It's fantastic, just everything about it. And watching all these music, musicians just just start flying off and doing what they want and then all these different sorts of like raps they have in it and all the different sorts of vocals it's just fantastic um whether you've seen bebop or not i think it's to be loved and uh there were some messages from some of the voice actors from the series and i'll play that afterwards ah gotcha gotcha it uh no it sounded good and it was it was well done um, for the bad this week, a Korean game is a pl- accused of plagiarizing Demon Slayer. Um, this game ended service af- five days after its launch. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's a picture of the, I'm guessing, like an advertisement or splash screen for this game in the show notes. And you could not tell me this wasn't, we'll, we'll probably put it on screen. That's it, Absolutely, Demon Slayer. Um, oh, it, is. it was so funny. Like all of the characters in this game. I like look through the article. Uh-huh. Every character Everyone. is a Demon Slayer character, and I cannot believe they had balls that big. To do yeah, that. exactly. It's like, what did you expect? It's like one of the most popular anime right now. Did you think you were gonna get away with it? Just, <laughs> it's just, so just funny from like me. the physical design of the characters, the clothing they're wearing, like. The facial expressions, the logo, yeah, the logo just the poses, just 
And of course, the plot of this guy with demons in the world who goes on adventure to revenge against his family. It's a Korean RPG I mean, game, and it's it's very funny. <laughs> I, I, I feel like yeah, the it's very funny. I feel like the plot you can get away with because I mean, there's a ton of shows about guys killing demons, but I mean, good lord! I mean, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be stealing people's ideas, at least don't be so ridiculously blatant about it. I mean, everything is just. I, I would have. If you had just if you had put that in front of me just cold and said what anime is this it would have been Demon Slayer. 100%. It would have been this is this is the hentai knockoff of Demon Slayer. Like that's what yeah. it would have oh. been. <laughs> Even the patterns on his clo on it, uh, it's Tanjiro, right? Even the yeah. patterns on the Tanjiro this main character on his clothing. <laughs> it's so hilarious. Oh my the god. The hentai version is Demon Slayer. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. I love it. Anyways. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I don't think we need to <laughs> dig on it more, but very funny mm. that it was that blatant. And uh, finally, for the Moe this week, uh, Beyond Face Masks, a Japanese company, is selling anti-infection paper helmets. And I hope I this, this is something else that you need the visuals for, because oh, yeah. uh, this this company, Sagasiki, uh, made these massive cardboard I don't even know how to describe them. Just picture like over the top, like night, um, like boxes or face <laughs> plates so you put on your head. They look a lot like a fin from Adventure Time. Like they're these big white <laughs> boxes with a like circular cutout for your like face. And they have, I don't know, it's just, you know, they're designed to be fully protective. They are 360 around your whole head. Um, so I, I guess they work better. I can't imagine it's not unbelievably hot and humid and like disgusting in them. But, you know, it's kind of made instead of like gauzy material like you find in most face masks, it's made out of like a cardboard. So yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, it looks like a spaceship, like like what oh, a yeah. kid would put on his head when he was running around the house. I just I'm just envisioning like 50 people in a grocery store in Japan all wearing these on their heads. <laughs> it just cracks me up. Um, but right now they're having hay fever in Japan, a kafun show. Mm -hmm. And um, having lived there and talked to people like in uh, um, Aikawa and stuff, it's a huge deal. Like they have big time. The cedar trees just kill these people. Like they can't breathe. The, the air is just, they're all allergic to these trees. And yet there's a ton of them. And so they're already wearing all these like all these masks and stuff to, to try to block out the, the, the allergens. And so... You know, they were probably already having a shortage of masks, and then you have coronavirus on top of it. And so, I mean, what are you going to do? You got to come up with something. So, Mandy, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being awful in chat. Mandy's making puns for days in there, and we will not repeat them uh, until the hentai episode later today. Um, but yeah. Um, before going back to the to the good, when you're talking about yeah, um, yeah. the them making the music video for COVID. I also want to bring up that a bunch of voice actors, Seiyu, um, they, they're also, you know, they're stuck at home also. Mm -hmm. They all um, collaborated, that's the word I'm looking for, <laughs> together to make a music video of them all singing together in uh, their houses. And it's, it was really cute. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but I'm going to, I'll find a link to it on YouTube and put it in our uh, show notes if anybody wants to watch it. It's really cute. And it's like called Stay at Home or something. It's really adorable. <laughs> I'm also a big, I'm, I'm a big Steve Bloom fan. You know, he's, he's like genuinely a nice, really nice guy. So um, like rescues cats and all this stuff. He's just a, you know, he and his wife are really great people. So he recorded a message and I think it's okay if I play this. So I'm going to play this little 10 second message from some Steve. 
Yo, Steve Bloom here, voice of Spike Spiegel. I am home in my little closet studio, sheltering in place like you are. And I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has contributed to this amazing project. And one final thing. See you, Space Cowboy. Oh, he said the thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know actually know how, how I don't know how you contribute to that. I was trying to find links and stuff, but I'm um, not really it should sure have how been it. straight from the YouTube page, I think. Well, I looked. I couldn't find anything on there, like a link to a GoFundMe or anything like that. But um, I'm sure that if you find the news article online, you can probably find some kind of direction as to how to contribute because that's you know that's part of the point. So, mm-hmm. all right. Alrighty, ready to go on to our website trivia? I love it. So, if you would like to participate in our website trivia, you can go to aaapodcast.com and scroll down. There's a picture there, and it's just a very tiny, tiny little uh, screenshot. It's like cut into like a corner, <laughs> but uh, it is from an anime and based on a theme. And if you can guess what anime you think that little tiny clip is from, send in your answer and you can win prizes. So the answer for last week is Destiny of the Shrine Maiden because our current theme is anime Shrine Maidens. And the winner is... Cammy, who who's the, also in our chat right now. Yeah, and by the way, I was really sneaky. I picked, I put this, I put the same anime up twice in a row. So so devious. It's never happened before, Ooh. ever. And I was like, you know Whoops. what? Screw it. So, <laughs> so yeah, good Oops. job. That's a tough one though. That was so a, yeah, uh, go to our website and you can win fabulous prizes. We also have our in-show news break, and during that time, we have a weekly trivia question for you to answer until we get back, and that is. Revoroot, the studio behind Babylon, is a subsidiary of Twin Engine Incorporated. What other two studios are also under the Twin Engine Company? Think about it. We will let you know in a couple minutes. Hey, all you anime-loving addicts, this is Mitsugi, and I'm here bringing you your anime news break, starting off with the winners of the 24th Tezuka Osamu Cultural Prize. So it looks like these have been announced through the Asahi Shimbun newspaper this past Tuesday. Of course, the Osamu Tezuka Prize was established in 1997 and is an annual manga prize awarded to manga creators and their works that follow the Osamu Tezuka approach. So... For those of you that are interested in great manga, you might want to check some of these out. The grand prize went to Nix No Lantern by Kan Takahama. New work prize went to Mizu Waumi ni Mukate Nagareru from Reito Tajima. And the short work prize went to Muchu Sa Kimini by Yama Wayama. So if you're a big fans of manga, check those out online somewhere. Maybe, um, maybe you'll be able to find them, but they are worthy of the Osamu Tezuka Award. Next up, well, there was a poop museum that opened up some time ago back in Yokohama, and it was so successful that they are doing somewhat of an expansion to bring even more poop-related fun to you. 
So it looks like they will have the the poop museum on the internet now, which has opened a new portal for the quote Max Unko Kawaii, which means cute poop extravaganza to be delivered to of this uh, to, to the people who want to experience it. Starting on May 1st, select displays from the Museum of Poop will be available to view online as part of the country's quote stay-at-home week in Japan. It's the initiative designed to keep people indoors during Golden Week, the holiday period that runs pretty much the first week of May. So there's all kinds of fun little games and uh, virtual reality sorts of little poop things you can do with your smartphone. So if you want to check that out, look for the online poop, the Unko Museum online sometime. You can probably check that out. Next up, the smartphone game. King's Raid is getting a TV anime in 2020. The series follows a different story from that than the original game and features new characters for those of you that have actually played the smartphone game. It is created by the South Korean developer Vespa. So the synopsis, it has been 100 years since King Kyle buried Ong Mundo. Now in a time of peace, the apprentice knight Carcel enjoys his life without worry. His fate begins to change, however, when news of, of demon appearances infests, infesting the neighborhood, guided by a wise man, Carcel finds friends he can rely on and sets off on a mission to seek a holy sword capable of slaying his newfound enemies. Directed by Makoto Hoshino, who worked on uh, Dame X Prince Anime Caravan, uh, produced by Studio OLM and Sunrise Beyond. So you're a big fan of King's Raid, a game apparently big enough to, to warrant an anime property. Check that out coming out in the fall of 2020. And lastly, it looks like Akira Toriyama, Eichiro Oda, Takahiro Inoue, and others are going to be judging a manga contest, the New English Manga Contest. So this is, uh, they are, they are, Medibang Inc. is launching a special overseas award for the quote Osamu, Ma- Osamu Tezuka manga contest in order to find new talent from around the world and some of these the creators of Dragon Ball, One Piece, Blue Exorcist, My Hero Academia, Slam Dunk, etc. are going to be judging and the same judges are also going to be judging the general 100th award in Japan. First prize is going to be getting a uh, will be invited to the award ceremony in Tokyo and will receive roughly $20,000 Second place prize will get, you know, tapering off amounts of money. So, but I think that the biggest award will be being recognized by the committee. So, I don't know, check that out. We'll probably get some perhaps new good recommendations for English manga that have been recognized by some of the most prolific creators in the manga community. That was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Time to get back to the podcast right now. Hey all you anime addicts, I know a lot of you are big time video game players in addition to loving your anime. JList.com has a pretty big selection for you to choose from of PlayStation 4 and Switch games, many of them in English and Japanese versions for you to choose from depending on your language. They have games like Dead or Alive Extreme 3, The Grisaya Trilogy, Little Busters, Converted Edition, Super Real Mahjong Love, the new Clonade game for the Switch, a variety of Hatsune Miku Project Diva games for the Switch, and they have a huge selection of games from Toho Project as well. If you head over to JList or JBox.com, you can browse their selection of literally hundreds of games for, for console, and you'll be able to find something cool from lots of your favorite anime properties, and that includes things like Girls in Panzer, 
Legend of Zelda, Umineko, When They Cry, and so much more. And when you head over to JList or JBox.com right now, they're having a Golden Week sale. You get $20 off purchases of $100 or more on video games. So head over there for Golden Week, which wraps up around May 6th. Get $20 off orders of $100 or more over at JList.com. Hi there, my name is Spike Spencer. I'm the voice of Shinji Akari and many other crazy bastards. And I am an anime addict. podcast when we left you we had a trivia question for you to think about while we were gone Revo Root the studio behind Babylon is the subsidiary of Twin Engine Inc what other two studios are also under the Twin Engine company and the answer is a really tough one Geno Studio and Studio Colorado yeah that was not an easy one (laughs) not at all Especially because Twin Engine does a lot of work with like Wit and I think Mop and other studios, but they're not technically under the Twin Engine monkey ear. All right. Well, right now we're going to be moving on. We're going to be doing Mandy's Maga Minute. And following that, we're going to be getting into Mason's anime arguments. And then we're going to be doing impressions from the winter or rather the spring 2020 season. We got five more to get through. So let's just uh, not delay and we'll get right into Mandy's Maga Minute. Let's take a minute for the Manga Minute with Mandy. This is Mandy's Manga Minute, where I take a minute to tell you about a manga and hope you find something new to read. And this one is called... Oh man, you can barely see that on stream. (laughs) BL Metamorphosis. Ichinoi, a 75-year-old woman living a peaceful life, unwittingly buys a boy's love manga one day and is fascinated by what she finds inside. When she returns to the bookstore to buy the next volume, um, the high school girl working there, Urara, a seasoned BL fan, (laughs) notices a budding fangirl when she sees one. When Urara offers to help Ichinoi explore the whole new world of fiction, the two dive into the BL fandom together and form an unlikely friendship along the way. So the BL Metamorphosis is a slice of life manga written and illustrated by Kaori uh, Surutani, and it is currently publishing with one volume currently only one volume currently available in both in English and both digital and in print. And I read this last week because it just it just released like last week, and it's adorable. It's so heartwarming. I loved it. I can't wait to collect the rest of it. But um, it's a sweet tale about a friendship with a very large age gap. Uh, Ichinoi spends most of her time alone. Her husband has passed away. Her kids are grown adults now with their own families, so they don't really spend much time with her. And she only occasionally teaches piano to very young children. And uh, she goes to the bookstore one day. She's looking for something new to read. And 
finds herself in the manga section. She's like, you know what? I haven't read a manga since I was a very young girl. So I'm going to try something new. I'm going to branch out and get something new. And she, ex- and she picks up a romance manga. But after that volume ends with the two main characters kissing for the first time, she's like, I need the next volume ASAP. That was so adorable. <laughs> so the bookstore clerk there is a little timid. She's a little awkward, but she's very happy to help Ichinoi find new stories that she can try. And so the two main characters develop their own kind of like little book club where they meet together at coffee at, um, cafes and at uh, Ichinoi's house and they just discuss manga and it's man their friendship is so adorable and um, they provide each other company and because both of them are very lonely but um, the first volume is such a wholesome beginning and it's great to see how you can enjoy hobbies no matter what your age may be and you know regardless of your age people can still come together and share their thoughts and it's just so so cute I highly recommend it if you if it sounds like something that you may be interested in and uh, yeah I can't wait for more how is the quality of BL within this manga it's adorable okay like like the manga like, within the manga? Know. Yes. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Good. From what they show a little bit a little clip little clips here and there, and it's really cute. And I love Ichinoi whenever she dives into like her uh, criticisms of them. She's like, Man, these this boy is just so timid. They should just speak their mind and just go for it. <laughs> it's just so adorable. Oh, I, where's the BL in our world where they kiss after the first volume? That's that's what people want to know. <laughs> I know, it takes forever. <laughs> That's all romance. All romance manga anime takes forever to get a kiss. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute, though. I highly recommend it. All right. Well, it's time to stir the pot, then. And thank Always. you, Mandy, for your continued coverage of manga. And it's time to get spicy with Mason's anime arguments. Ladies and gentlemen, Let's get ready to rumble! Uh, I want to lead off saying that Caroline has posted some of these past anime arguments on the social media to let you guys weigh in. And uh, last week she posted the Outlaw Star versus Cowboy Bebop debate. And uh, oh, a ton of people were weighing in. And it was super fascinating to read that because everyone was pretty much saying, yeah, both are good. But then came to no consensus over which one was actually better. So No it, consensus. It, I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, this part's definitely better. And actually, some people were like, no, I definitely agree with the listener. I've been holding this in for years. Outlaw Star mm. is actually better. It was it was a great back and forth and very respectful. So well, I was actually really pleased. Yeah, you know, he's like, I've been holding in solidarity, but you're my man. So uh, wow, that, was, okay. that was very fun. So if you have opinions on any of these... You can go to social media and weigh in. Or if you have your own anime argument to submit, go to our main website. And in the mailbag dropdown, there is a section to do so. So we have a couple arguments today. First comes to us from the winner of the uh, trivia, Cammy, who also runs her very own uh, podcast, which I highly recommend checking out. If you're like, I don't know, if it's like 1 a.m. and you're like, I'm going to be farming and like, uh, Animal Crossing for another couple hours and you already ran through all of our stuff check out uh, Annie Chatbox but she writes I didn't love Haikyuu until seasons 2 and 3 during season 1 I couldn't really endear myself to Hinata and Kageyama and felt like the show focused primarily on them with seasons 2 and 3 they expanded with the whole team and you know it became more than just a typical sports protagonist thing um, you know and part of 
her enjoyment is because they focus less on Hinata and Kageyama, she now enjoys those characters even more because the spotlight wasn't on them the whole time. So, essentially, I think most people in the community prefer Haikyuu as it goes on. I think season two and three are better regarded than season one. Um, And I think you put into words exactly why that is, because they just constantly deliver more characters that you love. Like every season of IQ is just a whole new batch of new people that everyone's going to fall in love with. And I, I think a lot of people would agree with the statement. And I think that the rest of the team is far more interesting than Kageyama and Hinata. So I agree that getting more of them is better, but at the end of the day, no season of IQ hit as hard emotionally uh, as season one, especially episode 24, when they're chowing down. And uh, <laughs> that, because it, it's never reached that peak, I've, I just can't say that I like seasons two or three more. Just because the, the, while it's been consistently better and looks good, it just mm, doesn't have that grit to it. So I still like season one the best. I don't like how chummy they get with the other teams. Uh, that's kind of impractical. Oh, I do. <sighs> I don't know. I think that's great. It's, I agree, because no. I'm going to be honest. I still don't like Hinata. Well, yeah. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> and I don't really care that much for Kageyama. But I love Tsukishima a lot. And he got a lot of development later oh, in yeah. the series oh, yeah. in season one. And But season three, no, four, is obviously the worst because there's no Oikawa. Where's my trash boy? I mean, Oikawa season one. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. True. <laughs> I think not. Um, <laughs> the next one kind of comes from Cream Puff, but we're going to go over it quickly. Essentially, his complaint was uh, Funimation is censoring their mature content. Uh, what's up with that? Uh, I'm not going to read the whole rant. Uh, my dude, you got to be a paid subscriber if you want to see all the naughty bits. Um, is that true? Uh, I think so. I, no. That sounds off. Wait, what is? Uh, Funimation censoring of stuff oh no no they don't censor everything yeah. so so they only censor this, or go ahead go ahead go ahead oh i was gonna say um it it really it's case by case it depends because and for use for example prison school i first watched prison school years ago on funimation and when you watch when it first came out on funimation it was censored keep in mind this is a business so they can only put up what they are given what what you know whatever their contract is whatever their agreement is that's the only thing they can put up so when it first came out on Funimation the only thing that they were given was the TV broadcast version and they were only allowed to air that until the Blu-ray released so now if you go to uh, Funimation watch Prison School I just tried this out two days ago uh, when Mason was asking me this question <laughs> but Prison school, full tits, everything. Nothing is censored at all. It's the completely uncensored version. I don't know if you're not a subscriber, maybe, because yeah. also keep in mind, this is a streaming service on streaming applications, and you need to have those hurdles to prevent kids from getting on it. iTunes, uh, anything else that it's airing on, you need to have those hurdles. Otherwise, they're going to remove your service. So. <laughs> It, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the situation yeah, is for this person. That was my point was if you if you really care about seeing the uncut stuff, uh, you need to be a subscriber. Yeah. So and, mm. and honestly, uh, if you're a mature enough person, you can use your imagination to fill in the gaps. And if you can't enjoy a show because of the editing of stuff, it just means you're watching hentai and you can quit pretending otherwise. So, uh, spoiler: most hentai censored. So. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's Funimation doesn't censor anything 
of their own. They only show what they're giving. Yeah. So it's what it is. I, uh, I have thought. I have thoughts on that. So sure, lay it on I, us. First, first, I think it's a little. I mean, you guys feel free to disagree with what this segment's all about, but I, I find it a little weird that you're kind of paying to see uh, <laughs> to see the adult content. Like that's. I don't know. It's uh, what is the word for that? It feels. It just feels feels dirty or something. Um, but furthermore, I, 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 I'm just. I can. I, I continue to be of the belief that if if something is is properly noted as a dog content, or you have to check a box that says you're 21, or that you acknowledge that it has this or that in it, if we continue to censor things after that, at, after that point, I just. I guess I'm just. Of, I guess I'm just of the opinion that people should be trusted to be able to read a box understand that something's offensive and if they're and if they don't like what if, if, if they don't think they're going to like what they're reading in the box just don't watch it and but that box doesn't exist there is no box there on Funimation so just like HBO Go and all of those you need to have a like for say for example Game of Thrones you have to have a um, a cable subscription in order to view those through the HBO HBO Go app on iTunes. So say High Dive, for example. High Dive used to have uncensored anime, and I think they believe they still do, but for a while there, they were kicked off iTunes because they didn't follow the iTunes service agreement. So um, I, I can't remember when that was. For a short time there, their app was taken down. And I don't know what they had to do in order to get that back. Because I know they still have uncensored anime on there. but um, Or adult content on there. Just, I don't know what, what agreement they had to go through to get that back on. But there are a lot of services that have been removed from iTunes. And, and, and I mean, it's a streaming service. A lot of people watch them on their mobile devices. Uh, Apple TVs. They're, you don't want your app taken down. You're losing a lot of streamers from that so i mean whatever they have to do in order to get that service up there that they're going to do that so i don't know well i guess i and it's so easy for any kid just download an app and watch a show in that case something they sorry in that case i guess i disagree with like itunes's policy i mean uh maybe i'm just more like freewheeling than well first of all i think i was kind of misled by the question that the that the listener submitted because they say that that you have to acknowledge in order to view the shows so that kind of makes me sound like they're checking a box or saying yes i am 21 years old so that kind of threw me off but i guess i don't i guess i don't agree with itunes's policy because i still think even in itunes's case and they're and they're 100 entitled to have their own policies but my thought is that just like with anything else like i just said if someone's checking a box and it says there is nudity sex whatever else in this show and then you just look at it and you and you and you say fine that's fine and then you watch it and then you're offended but that's just that's on the that's on the viewer so i don't know i have no idea i know i watched prison school just two days ago on funimation there's no but it it might be because you already have a subscription so it already knows yeah that's my and that's why my assumption is that he has a he's just a free account and it asks him, hey, are you mature enough to view this? And he says, yes, I'm mature. And then it shows up still edited. And he's like, well, what the heck? I said I was you know, over 18. I can watch this. And I think it's, unless you're a paid subscriber, it's not edited. But they don't go and edit it beyond what they are given. And especially with like the simul dubs or whatever that they're doing. Like they're only, they can only show what they're given. And until the sure. Blu-rays come out unedited. So I, I don't, this isn't Funimation's issue. Something that is just a very complex issue with licensing and all that. So, I feel like yeah, this argument is so 
irritating for me because I feel like people don't acknowledge that this is a business. They're, you know, like they don't have control over every single thing. It's great to say, yeah, if you're a, I don't know, like an indie artist on your own, you should be able to put up whatever you want. That's fine. But I don't know. Just It's just a frustrating conversation. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I All think right. with that, we can move on. Yeah, so we have a we have some impressions here to do from the spring 2020 season. Oh, oh, wait a second. What's what's this? Today we're gonna be doing impressions. Impression time! Believe it. All right, you better believe it, because we're about to do it. We got five impressions here. I think I'm actually finishing mine today, so that's Ooh, interesting. Very nice. So zero zero Shiro Neko Project Zero Chronicle Apare Ranman Gleipnir. My life as a villainous, all routes lead to doom, which I again I just love the title. Um, and Gal and Dino, I guess. Is, That's is a, the one. Is, is a Kyoryu a dinosaur? It is. Okay. Learn some I know Japanese. A, does that have is that you as in dragon with the kanji for dragon? It is. It is. Gotcha. Which is a pretty cool. I used to live near a city in Japan called called Yugasaki, and it had the. Uh, kanji for dragon right in the front of it and i'm like i live next to a city with dragon in the name it's freaking awesome so anyway, yes yeah kicking off with zero chronicle uh shido neko project this is an this is an anime based on a free-to-play action role-playing game that's on ios and android came out in like the middle of 2014 i'm guessing it's been pretty popular because boom here we are with a uh with a with an anime project the sort of the very like prologue uh, summary of the of the game is not very complicated. There's like long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away, there's a world where there are two pr- prominent figures: a white maiden in the sky who's represented by a white cat, and then which is why it's called Shudo Neko because it means white cat, and then a black prince of darkness represented by a black cat, and their worlds basically have been at war for a long time because the king of darkness is an ass. And he just keeps attacking the, the the land up in the sky, and then ultimately there is a prince of darkness who falls in love with the uh, white maiden and hopes that they can end the war by, you know, coming together and being married, and you know everybody stops fighting. So it's kind of a cliche story, and I believe that this that is what this anime is based after because I'm reading details here just to learn more about it because I don't know much about the game, and, and this anime adapts. The Zero Chronicle, the first sin prologue event, as it's called. So basically, this anime is the prologue of the game, which is what I just uh, and I just described the plot line of that. So that's a Square Enix esque title. Oh yeah, F- final chapter prologue chapter oh, seven point yeah. eight oh, yeah. <laughs> over two. Oh, oh yeah, over they don't two. know the definition of the word final. <laughs> oh, they definitely don't. Um, so. This is done by Studio Project Number Nine, who have done other titles that you might know, such as My Little Sister is Unusual, which is, um, you know, My Little Sister spends half the anime peeing in the toilet, the anime, which is exactly what that is, so I'm not exaggerating. Um, and Netore no Yome wa Anonareko Naito Omo. What is that? What is the English? I've seen this, but oh, it's uh, are you, And You Thought There Is Never a Girl Online. So there's the English title of that. So this anime is okay. It's um, it's, it's it feels like the story has some like holes in it. Honestly, it starts off with this like really crappy, despondent, busted up like land that this kid lives on, 
and um, the Prince of Darkness, and he runs into this like old knight, and the old knight is like watching this kid bury, like dig this huge hole to like bury people in it, and he just starts talking to this kid like sort of sort of philosophically. Which leads him to challenge the kid to a duel, which like the kid would never should never be able to beat him because he's like this seasoned warrior with full full like plate armor and a sword, and this kid's like this starving little kid. Anyway, so the kid impresses him, and the guy is like, "Okay, here, take this sword, take it to this city. You are now I. You are going to be the new king or the new prince of darkness or whatever." And so he has like this sword, and he goes to this city, and the sword is sort of his like key to everything because it proves that he is that he has been given the honor of that was given to him by the knight you know that he claims and um <clears throat> that's pretty much the first episode and then the second episode you see the you, you they take you up to the sky kingdom and you're watching uh this like white maiden who can fly around and she's like it's very reminiscent of um sort of uh lyrical nanoha because she has she has a weapon that like speaks that sounds exactly like the weapons from Lyrical Nanaha, except I don't think it's, they don't speak German. And, um, like, you know, show like smoke will come out of it or whatever. Just like, they're like machine or machine sort of looking, like the staff she's got. And it's like, you know, yokai or whatever, like it hails her in like a machine sort of voice. I was like, damn, that shit is like lifted straight out of Lyrical Nanaha. And, um, she's like fighting off all these demons that are attacking. And there's like a big bad demon who attacks. I can't remember what its name is, but it's basically like, Bale or something like basically like you know a big bad demon like lucifer or something along those lines and they fight and you know it's interesting sort of and then the third episode they go back down to the dark world and they're trying to decide who's going to be the new king and so there's like this 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 basket of renowned or sort of famed people from the city that are probably the best candidates to be the king and they put them in this arena and they and they fill the arena with monsters and they say okay if you are um, the person who basically performs the best in this event is going to be the king or the top two and then the top two are going to have a duel and then whoever wins the duel is the new king so ultimately the the prince that gets the sword from the guy in the middle of nowhere he ends up winning so that's it but that's how the third episode pans out so that's pretty much how it goes um this anime is like not terrible i mean it's not like the worst thing that I've seen, but it's, it's plotline. is just really uh, sort of scattered and thin. I think, um, I wouldn't say the animation or, or the action scenes were ultimately all that impressive. Um, the, it just does, it's just very disconnected. Like you're down here in the dark world, things are happening. And then you're up here in the light world and then back down in episode three, he's suddenly the new, he's going to be the King. And it's just, it's just not very, um, well paced or well sort of developed in sort in terms of the story, so I think it would make a lot more sense to be more enjoyable for people if you had played the game itself. Otherwise, you're going to be like me, and you're like, "Well, this is kind of moving fast. I don't really understand the world. You know, the plot points kind of don't connect very well." It's okay. It's it's fine. It's probably great for people that have uh, played the game, but ultimately, I'm going to have to fail this one. I feel like that drop is so harsh. Like she's so angry. It is. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, in that so, entire impression, I I could have like no sense of like what the show was even like. It just seemed like generic and just it's very generic, flavorless the whole time. Yeah, it was very generic, and it it, it didn't have a lot of uh, you like unique aspects to sort of hook the viewer. It was just very much like here's this this sort of video game like story. So. It gotcha. was not, uh, not all that interesting. So, all right, what do we have next? 
Uh, next, we have Apari Ranman, a.k.a. Dr. Steam, a.k.a. Steamball Run, as Mandy called it, which I oh. thought was hilarious. No, 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 no. I can't, I can't take Listen, credit for that. I'm not the one who came up with it. I'm giving you credit for it. <laughs> no, Suck no, no. It, that internet. was Gigguk. Gigguk made that oh. joke, and I just made the joke. I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Gigguk. <laughs> it was not me. <laughs> Uh, well, there you go. Uh, very funny, regardless. Uh, this is the from PA Works. It's done by director uh, Masakazu Hashimoto, who I had not much experience with. So I looked up his stuff and I actually watched and enjoyed uh, Tari Tari, which is a show he did. And I, I dug it a lot. So my expectations were raised even higher because this is an original work and I enjoy original works and it's streaming on Funimation. Um as far as the show itself, uh, episode one was all right. It was kind of, it was like a flashback sequence kind of showing our two main characters, the genius inventor Apare and his practical samurai sidekick Kosame, and kind of just showing how they found themselves on a boat to America with no funds to return. So, you know, you go into a show about a transcontinental, you know, grand American race and we got no racing. I'm like, okay, it's just a background episode. That's fine. Whatever. Oh, no. So epi episode two kicks off and they're in America and they're searching for jobs. And the first thing that's weird is, you know, this is the late 1800s. Um, they can speak with Americans just fine. Like, I don't know if 1800s Los Angeles had a lot of weeaboos, but like, I don't know how <laughs> they learned to like communicate with people in this day and age. Like if they had even shown like a shot of them, like on the boat, cause it, it's a long boat ride from Japan to America, like trying to learn language, oh, yeah. maybe I would believe it, but it was just all of a sudden, no, they can communicate with everyone just fine. Um, but at the same time I did learn the word pugilist, which I had never heard Fish. before. You've never heard of that? No. Really? Fish yeah, uh, yeah That's it's a professional like a boxer. You've, you haven't played enough. I haven't played games. enough. So, so what do I know about language? I'm not. Anyway, um, so it, it's fine. It's, it's it, the show is strange because it tries to, you know, be very much about its time of the 1800s, but it is a little too goofy to like take it seriously. And essentially, what this boils down to is the show is about a bunch of outsiders of society who are going to participate in this race. You have, I mean, considering the 1800s, women, Japanese, Chinese, Native Americans, and other minorities and immigrants are all not really well looked upon in this society. And these are all kind of the people who are making up the racers in this exhibit. And that could be an interesting take on, you know, how these people kind of staked a claim in this, you know, building society. But the show really doesn't have much depth to talk about any of the stuff. We just see casual racism and misogyny. And it's kind of like, well, you know, it's fitting for the times, but there's no value in showing us any of this. Like, it doesn't tell a story with any of this. It just is needlessly kind of tasteless in that regard. As far as what actually happens in the show, it's, you know, wacky races, as I've said before, but it also... Very, very much feels like a Jackie Chan, like around the world in 80 days kind of vibe where it's a little too cartoonish for its realism. And like our, mm. our inventor, like just makes a segue for no reason other than he's too lazy to walk. And it's like, I, I believe that we can show he's a smart character, but to have such a modern futuristic, unreasonable, unfathomable, like device interplayed, it just, it just doesn't fit. And we don't even see 
the start of the continental race in these first three episodes. Uh, all we get is That's a race sad. between Apare and uh, the guy who represents BMW, which is obviously the BMW knockoff. And the race itself is just kind of all right. Like, there's it's not filled with Sakuga. It doesn't look phenomenal. It's just a weird race where they go there and back to try to, like, earn pride and, like, storage space. So, like, there's not really tons of stakes and like the race isn't even just in cars like they have to race from the tree to their cars to do the race and then get out of their cars and run to the tree like why in a car race would you have people running for a little bit like it's just kind of odd um speaking why during a horse race would you hunt down body parts listen listen you can't it's it's the devil's triangle it pulls us all together um, but speaking of like soccer, <laughs> this sh- the, the animation in the show is very cheap looking most of the time, especially like the background and crowd movement, um, which you normally expect to be bad. Uh, it's still pretty exceptionally bad. Um, even the cars, which are all like CG, are just they feel too stiff and boxy. And the whole point of the show is to make the main characters, the main racers really pop. And they absolutely do compared to the bland, mm-hmm. deserty, brown, everything around it. But even when they really show up well on screen they don't move or look that great and there's an abundance of brown sacks in the show i've never seen so many just food containers laundry containers tool containers just everyone moves everything in brown sacks and it's just like like burlap bags yeah sort of of different sizes but it's like ah uh the the lady who does like dry cleaning she transports things in brown sacks and it's just like I don't know why. I just saw a lot of them and thought it was really strange. Like, the OP and the ED of the show look and sound really good. And they really capture what about these PVs really sold me on it. But it's three episodes and we haven't seen anything that really, like, pulls me in. Like, I'm just waiting for the show to start still. And I don't think, I don't know. Like, it's not serious enough to make a poignant point about this era of society. And it's not goofy enough to be fun and blast it's kind of just falls in this middle zone of just kind of being okay i mean like it could get good later on but like the first three episodes weren't amazing and with this show as i mentioned earlier uh going on hiatus it's being delayed due to covid like that's just an extra nudge for me to not want to pass it and like that's kind of the phrase i want to say is like i've i want still have hope for the show but like it's not so it's not so much that I'm failing it. It's just I'm not passing it because I just haven't seen anything that compels me to keep on watching yet. So it's going to be a no on this one. No, God. No, God, please. No, 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 no. That's kind of sad. I like the I wanted the ra- I wanted the wacky races. Yeah, me too. This was one of my I think this was my second <clears throat> pick of the season like i had hopes for it and maybe maybe i just came in too high but i don't know i love the character design the yeah, character looks designs cool. look great on pictures and promotional art and like at moments in the show especially i mean if you give it a chance uh Jailine, i believe is her name the the chinese like chore girl in the in this like mechanic shop uh she's phenomenal Everyone else is, despite vibrant colors, they don't, their personalities don't really pop. Um, 
Should I go next? Since think, you guys are doing two and I only have one? I think so. Okay. So the, net mod, the one that I'm doing today is my next life as a villain is all roots lead to doom. And I did a manga mid on this a long time ago. And um, this is based on the manga, but the manga is based on a light novel series. That's where it originally came from. And uh, it is being adapted by Silverlink. And the director is Keske Inoue, who um, I don't believe, I think he did the um, the Aochan Can't Study. Is that what that one yeah. was called? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that was just a few seasons ago, too. So um, I don't know if he's new to directing, maybe, but. Um, I think that's those are the only two shows that he's directed. But yeah, so uh, my light, my next life as a villainess is an isekai, and it is it's ta- it's in a different direction from a lot of isekai that we have seen recently. And um, it is a, the main character is Katerina Clays, and um, but that was not who she originally was. So she is reborn into this world, and at a certain age, she regains her memories of her previous life. And uh, so she was you know, reborn, and she remembers that, oh, shoot, I am now the character in an Otome, Otome game that I used to love in my previous life. So... You know, we get new people to anime, to the anime fandom all the time. So if you're not familiar with what uh, an Atome game is, it's not a word that is tossed around a lot. So an Atome game is a dating sim that is aimed at the female audience. And um, it's uh, usually, they're usually visual novels. And the objective is just that you are surrounded by uh, different kind of male characters and you get to choose one of them to start a relationship with and there's so many different kinds of stories they're not like just your typical high school setting but there's loads of fantasy horror all kinds of different tome games um so this one um she is reborn as the villainess and the so she's not even she wasn't even reborn as the main character of her game. But what she remembers from her previous life is that the villainess was uh, in every route that she had played, because I believe she almost 100 percent of the game, except for one character, which is the secret character. Um, she remembers that the villainess all like in every route, whether it's the good ending or bad ending, either ends up dead or exiled because she was just a horrible bully to the main character. And so she realizes oh shoot I am the villainess and all of the characters from the game are now in this world I'm probably doomed to go down the same route if I follow that path so the anime starts off with her as a child and over time um, after she sets up things she it does progress into adulthood and so she is now determined to try and prevent the fate of either being killed or exiled by one of the other characters in the game and to do that she's doing it by being extremely kind because the villainess was a horrible bully but now she's Katarina is just so wonderful she's such a pleasant character she is very dumb she's not very intelligent no she's not <laughs> I mean, she's not very clever she loves the stuff her face she's such a gremlin she's always shoving like sweets and stuff into her face and cake uh, but she is extremely kind and very in a very blunt way as well but she is now on the journey of changing her fate through kindness and uh i i loved the manga for this so i was very 
excited to pick up the anime and I'm happy the anime is doing a good job of adapting it. It's so cute. <laughs> and, um, the things that I do really love about the series is that uh, I always say like in a lot of isekai that are based on video game worlds, the character, not even just video games, any isekai, it's, it's very rare that the main character uses knowledge from their previous life in this new world. I'm like, well, why is it an isekai then? Why can't it just be a fantasy? It's like, for example, the uh, slime show. Rinmar never uses any information from the previous world, uh, but this one does. Like the she's used, she goes through in like a planning session inside of her head, every single route goes down all of them and says, "This is what led to my to the villainous's death in this route. Let's avoid that." <laughs> like, like for example, if a if her character was a horrible bully to somebody, I'm gonna be nice to that person, or if um. She, this one character was ignored all of his life, and so now he's just very aggressive. She's like, well, I'm going to keep him company. That kind of stuff. And uh, so her past life means a lot in this in this world. And um, it also goes down paths that you wouldn't expect because her blundering through trying to be a kind person, she ends up accidentally going falling into the path of where the man would be in that route or the male uh, character. And so she is it's it's a harem anime with everybody, literally everyone. Uh guys and girls <laughs> so everybody is falling in love with her and i think it's just so cute and different it's not it goes it goes on paths that you wouldn't expect it to because you think in a tome game oh i'm just gonna go off and try to romance all the the, the guys it doesn't work that way <laughs> it's so adorable but yeah and i think there's so many different characters to fall in love with because even if they're horrible in the game world now in this re this life that she is has been reborn into they're just so cute and charming and oh i love it so far and um i think it looks pretty there's some gorgeous backgrounds in it i wouldn't say it has like amazing sakuga or anything it doesn't need to it's just a comedy <laughs> but uh yeah i think it's adorable and uh i'm, I'm going to pass it except the op the op is not really good <laughs> Ooh, that's a bingo <laughs> Yay. Yeah. All right. So, Mason, why don't you go next? Because I'm trying to figure, I'm still trying to decide what to do with this next anime I've got. Okay. Well, I figured that because I saw you put maybe on it and I watched a bunch of episodes of your show and I was like, yeah, I could see the maybe. I'll let you think about it. So, uh, this one is, yeah, this one's going to be wild. So, this is Gal Tokyoru, which, as Mitz mentioned earlier, Kuru is Dino. It's made out of the kanji for. Fair or Dread and Dragon. So, yeah, Gal and Dino. This is done by Studio Kamikaze Doga, who did Ninja Batman. Um, it's directed by Jun Aoki, who did Pop Team Epic, and it's streaming over on Funimation. And uh, the show is exactly what it says it is. It's about a girl and a dinosaur living together. There is, and I love this, there is no setup to the show. Like, it doesn't ask you to ask questions about it like it just it starts off you have an adorable dinosaur who puts around the house with his co-inhabitant who is a worry-free and very easygoing uh gyaru named kaide um they live together the dino makes great reaction faces um worth watching for that alone and honestly this show 
is on the opposite end of the spectrum in many ways from Pop Team Epic. And I certainly enjoy it more than that because Pop Team Epic was just trying so hard to put all these jokes in and references and just be 100% energy all the time. And honestly, Gallon Dino is much more of like a relaxing watch. Like it does have its funny moments, but overall it's more cute and just like you kind of just melt into it like a Yashi K. So if you're looking for that kind of show, check it out. Um, The animation is kind of odd it mixes around with a bunch of different styles but for the most part the core animation is really well done uh there's a lot of these like spinning interior almost 3d camera spinning shots um that look fantastic um there's all these really goofy like sound effects that they put on the dino as he like bops around and it's they're like equally charming and annoying at the same time uh except when they do like this meme air horn like bang, 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 whenever he gets excited and it's never not hilarious it it lands every single time whenever this dino gets excited he like moves around a lot and they put like lightsaber sounds on it and uh yeah it's it's adorable and it's relaxing and that's just the first half of the show because i was scared that this would be a show that was really good for seven to twelve minutes like a good short but when it's a full 22 24 minutes it wears out its welcome and essentially they kind of get around that by making the whole second half a live action segment so in episode one the entire series is obviously live action the uh the girl is replaced with an older gentleman who wears the comfiest grout fit of all time it's just all these sweats and socks and he just looks so comfortable like i want to feel um and it essentially kind of recreates the plot of the first half uh but at christmas time so Dinosaur gets a present. He puts on the scarf. Charming. It's amazing. It's calming. It's soothing. It's great. Um, In the second episode, the live action goes into a time travel thriller where people are possibly killed and eliminated out of existence. Like, the show really doesn't start showing its stripes until later on where it starts to unravel and become this wild meta-narrative where, you know... uh, the girl and the dino go out and the dino gets a keychain as like a reward for getting something and it's a keychain of him as a dino in the animated form and the girl's like "Ah, you get all the good merch like there's very much that kind of humor where this is very much a show who knows what it is and what's funny about it and they have all these weird like shit posting like commercial length segments in between the skits they have like loading screens and like find the dino segments like it's just full of stuff that is unnecessary, but just produced and executed so well that I have to appreciate all that went into it. Um, you'll instantly know after two episodes if this show is for you or not. And as well done as it is, there isn't any depth to it yet. It's not going to write a grand overarching story. Maybe, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But the editing and stuff is well done enough just to watch in that regard i think a full review of this is unnecessary and mitz would absolutely tear his hair out if he had to watch this show so i'm not (laughs) going to be passing it but i will be continuing to watch it it exceeded my expectations i thought it was just a meme show and it is (laughs) but it's a good one so it is going to be a fail but check it out shame shame Shame. Shame. And if you want some reaction faces, if you want good reaction faces, uh, check out the show.
Shame on that dinosaur. God, it's it's actually not bad. It's actually not bad. Right. I tried the manga after everybody was like, oh, the manga is so great. I was like, I read the first chapter and I was like, well, I think I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw everything enough. I need to see. <laughs> the anime. It, it seemed like it the joke was there's a dinosaur here. Reaction face. The end. True. And that's <laughs> so why the know. show is it works so well because it's not trying to be funny all the time. Mm. Like, it's just a relaxing show. Hmm. With like a bunch of lovable characters, I don't know. It's it I'll surprised it. me. All <sighs> right, so I have one more show here, Gleipnir. Uh, Gleipnir is done by Studio Pine Jam, who has not done a whole lot. Gamers, a fairly new studio. Gamers, just because that's like the, their most well-known stuff, probably. Oh, and uh, they did a little, they did some Hozuki no Deitetsu OVA action, so Mandy will like that. Mm-hmm. So, Gleipnir is this really bizarre anime based on a, an equally bizarre manga by uh, Sun Takeda. And the it's very in, sort of intriguing anime, I think. Um, it's about this kid named Sh- uh, Shuichi who is cursed. I guess he's cursed. He's like, he has this... Um, he has, this, he has this monster form that he can turn into a uh, what only can be described as like a giant fluffy mascot character, and I really dislike this design. The same way I don't like the designs in um, Danganronpa. You know, I'm not into like talking stuffed animals or you know. Every time I see it in an anime, I don't like it. So it's a very that. like Five Nights at Freddy's design. If you've ever played that <laughs> video game. Ew. <laughs> it's like the big animatronic Chuck E. Cheese's moving yep. that kind of design. Yeah, I didn't Sorry. like it. I didn't like it in that one QAnnie show about the theme park. I didn't I don't I don't like seeing it and there was that that was that there was that show about the, the magical girls that came back after being retired and the monsters were like stuffed animal bears. Like I, I I hate it every time I see it. I think it's just dumb and I'm I'm too curmudgeonly to get past it. So his design is is is, is turn offish. Um, but his, his design is more than that. And we'll get to that in a second. And I don't want to take too long here, but so his, his mascot form is like very powerful. They're more powerful than, than, than he, more powerful than he would be as a human. And that goes for pretty much anybody who has this kind of power. And one day he's kind of wandering around the countryside and he runs into this burning building where there's a girl inside this barn and her name's Claire. And I think the, I think if I recall, they reveal later that she was trying to commit commit suicide but she he saves her and um she's intrigued by him because she realizes he can turn into this monster and she basically blackmails him into helping her find his sister who her sister is also has this has a power to turn into a monster and she's like isn't this really exciting monsters exist help me uh find my my sister and um you know we'll go hunt monsters together or whatever so there's um the show is very like provocative and there's a lot of violence in it and um there's a lot of there's some body horror in here as well and that uh, he has like a zipper on his back and she can like unzip him <clears throat> and she'll like strip naked and climb inside of his suit and there's nothing in there it's just like skin like just like wet skin inside of the it's suit. like intestiny yeah and she'll get naked and, or whatever and get inside of him. And it's it's very sexual and very provocative. And um, the show has some violence in it. 
It was advertised to me by a listener as being very violent. I don't agree with that at this point. Uh, through through three episodes, I would call the anime more mysterious and uh, dark. I don't think the plot line is anything great. But I keep reading about this manga about how it's like full of like sexualness and it's violent and it's provocative and it's got all this stuff in it that's very adult and you know it's got all this body horror like think of like the fly or Cronenberg type body horror and you know I keep thinking well you know the first three episodes of this anime were a little me were a little average but I keep thinking wow this manga is hailed as being having all these promises and so I am a little intrigued by it and Mason you watched the first three episodes the episodes as well I guess and um, yeah and it's I'm intrigued by it, is all I can say. I think it it uh, it doesn't come off as being amazing. I think it's a dice roll. Um, I think I will. I think I will. I didn't think I was going to pass Gleipnir, but you know, I keep reading about it and I keep thinking, well, maybe this anime is going to do something that's that's a little different. Um, and uh, I don't know. Watching Claire climb inside of that st- the slimy intestine material is almost worth the pass by itself because it's just very <laughs> un- very odd, very weird. Um, so I guess I'm gonna pass Gleipnir. Like I don't, I, I don't. I'm very up in the air on it, but I'm intrigued by it, and it, it, it's, it's not something I see in anime every day, which is kind of what I end up seeing all the time. Which is like, oh, another one of this anime or another one of that anime, and I can't, you know, yeah. It's nice to have something that's not the same, the same. It's so samey as everything. So it seems like you got two manga series between this and Tower of God that are kind of like. Notorious and very popular in the community that both came out and not to say too much on either, but the production on Gleipnir done by Studio Pine Jam looks really well done. It is well done. Like like the production on it is almost enough in my mind to kind of keep me interested. Like if this looked as bad as other shows do, it, it would be an instant fail. But something about this is somewhat the dumpster fire that's yeah. intriguing enough to continue. Yeah. There there was an action scene in episode two that was uh pretty pretty nice. It was it wasn't very long, but it was nice and at the end of it, they're just the Claire is just she's power hungry when she's inside the suit and she just straight up just executes this girl. Like boom. Like the gun right to the forehead. And I was like, damn. I was like, wow, you really didn't help hold back on that. But of course the girl kinda had it coming. But um I will so, say the episode four tried to get a little more into the backstory of the plot, and it did seem just as weak and fragile as you might be assuming. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going based on the three you saw, if you're intrigued, if you're on the fence, I don't want to sway you in either way. It's been very <laughs> uh, something. Well, we don't really have. <laughs> uh, we got uh, looking at what we have left here. It's a bunch of shows that are delayed, and honestly, I don't. I don't think this is going to cause any problems. So, you know what the fuck? You know, it'd be nice to watch an anime where people are you know, like getting torn apart and uh, you know stuff. You know, for once. So I, I don't know that there's any. If we have any of any other anything else like that this <laughs> season. So give me a little of that. Uh, um, what was that anime? Uh, Inuyashiki type type weird violence. So. You know, why not? What's, you know, can't really hurt. Pretty good. It's, pretty, it is just pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Mm. 
that's kind of how yeah. I feel about the whole season, though, to be honest. Inuyashiki, like Dor- Darwin's game, like it's kind of in that so- kind of like not quite a death game kind of thing, but in that atmosphere. Uh, says the person who says, ah, can't really hurt as we're about to do a review of mm. <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and in- incoming uh, 75% vote in the listener choice poll for Tower of God. So, yeah, we won't. That's not the last you've seen of that one. Um, so that's it, guys. So at this point, we've passed um, two shows today. We passed Gleipnir and we passed My Life as a Villainous, all routes lead to doom, with one potential pass remaining. And the shows that are left are Kaguya-sama Season 2, um, Fugo Keiji, which I don't know, I'm not sure where we are with that because it's delayed. Uh, Olympia, it's delayed, yeah. Olympia, Kiklos, um, Yahari, Ode no Seishun, Love Comedy, uh, Machigate, that one's delayed also, and uh, Woodpecker Detective's Office. So that that's left, we'll do that next week, and one of those has the potential to pass, and we'll, we'll see what happens. I know which one has my vote. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we are going to go into our news break. We have an intro trivia question for you to think about. Babylon is an anime based on a novel by Mado Nozaki. He also wrote the script. He's a script writer of a Toei animation show that was released in 2017. What is the name of this anime? And uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about Babylon. So stay tuned, and we'll be back with that in just a couple minutes. See ya. Hey everybody, Mitsugi's back and I'm bringing you another round of anime news. First up, the official website for Love and Arts surfing themed project called Wave, with two exclamation marks, has revealed that it's going to be a three-part theatrical anime that will debut in Japan this year and the title is Wave Surfing Yappe. So for those of you that are a fan of sports anime or fun, uh, I don't know, ocean or beach themed shows, I guess. It's going to be um, directed by Takaharu Ozaki, who worked on Girls Last Tour on Goblin Slayer, and, he, and he's going to be doing it at Asahi Productions. So the uh, this franchise also includes a radio program, various CDs, four-panel ma- manga in English and Japanese, and an upcoming smartphone game. So there's quite a lot going on around this Wave project. And if you go online, you can see some pretty snappy character designs and artwork for both the characters and their surfboards. Some of them have a have sort of a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure vibe to them. So if you're into that kind of thing, check out Wave online. Next up, Paramount and Hasbro are developing a sequel to the Transformers franchise by creating an animated film. It's going to be directed by Josh Cooley, who worked on Toy Story 4, and Andrew Barrer and Gabriel Ferrari of Ant-Man and the Wasp wrote the script. And the film's reportedly going to center on the relationship between Optimus Prime and Megatron and will take place on Cybertron, which is the, the planet that is you know shared between the Autobots and the Decepticons. There are other things in the works as well for, for Transformers. Polygon Pictures and Rooster Teeth are producing an upcoming animated series called Transformers War of Cybertron's Trilogy, Siege, 
And it looks like Netflix is also dipping in. They're going to be getting a six 22-minute episodes that are going to debut on Netflix. So lots of stuff going on in the Transformers universe. And if you're a fan of this, uh, look out online. Maybe you could probably read more as it was reported by the Hollywood, Hollywood Reporter. Next up, Kyoto Animation's number one building that burned down due to the arson uh, crisis, catastrophe that happened back in uh, July 18th of last year. They have finished demolishing the building completely, and the lawyer of Kyoto Animation commented to the NHK that a decision will, will be made regarding what to do with the location after they have a meeting with the different bereaved families that were involved and also the local community to see what they want to do with, with that spot. So we'll look out for that, and hopefully they'll find some uh, really worthwhile use for it. Next up, and lastly, the Nikkei reported on Wednesday that Japan's government is going to be extending the nationwide shutdown due to coronavirus. So it just will not go away. The government will hold an expert meeting on Friday to discuss a proposal and urge the public to stay at home until maybe June 7th. So that's what they're saying. So we'll have to see how that pans out. Prime Minister Shinzo Abe is planning to finalize details as early as Monday. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. And now, as we always do, time to get back to the podcast right now. Mandy, I've got a great idea. All right, let's hear it. Okay, what if, now hear me out. What if we did additional episodes? I'm talking hobby addicts, after parties, maybe even hentai episodes, if you're nasty. Well, I mean, we already do all of those. Hold on, what? Yeah, we've been doing that for like years. How did I not know about this? Um, you've been in like a ton of those episodes. Come on, Mandel. My name is Mandy. Okay, okay, Medward. You know I don't pay attention to things like that. Like yourself? Speaking? Huh? Well, I'm glad now we're making millions off these extra episodes. Actually, they're only like a couple bucks a month. Wait, what? Yeah, if you go to aaapodcast.com slash join, you can sign up to get access to all of our extra podcast goodness for just a few bucks a month. Whoa, that is a steal. All right, so where do I go to sign up? I just told you. aaapodcast.com slash join. And besides, you're in those episodes. Huh? Just, just go to aapodcast.com And now, great moments in Anime Addict's Anonymous History. For the first time ever, I've gotten like trick-or-treaters this year. What kind of candy were you giving out, Mason? We gave out M&Ms, we gave out Reese's, we gave out Whoppers. Oh, Reese's. Whoppers? Kit Kats. So what are the kids going for, though? Like, when they, when you hold the bucket out, what do they reach for first? Kids don't even know. They got masks on half the time. They're like, they can't even see. No, they can, man. Kids have, like, a radar. Sensing, uh, sensing Reese's cups. I'm moving the ball so they don't get the Reese's cups. I'm like, no, that one's for me later, man. You can't take it. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you put them all at the bottom. You know what the dick move is? It's like, you open the door, you assess how good the costume is, and then you reach for one of two bowls and it's a good costume it's it's oh. like it's like Reese cups and like you know the stuff people want and if it's like you know if it's not it's, it's like, like teenagers with no costume on they get tootsie rolls <laughs> yeah they give them tootsie rolls give them lick give them black lick give them black licorice 
Yes. No, if, if they give me like the proper like trick or treat and like thank you, I'll be like, oh wait, you can actually can have another one. Like I'll give oh. them extra. Except one, there was like these two kids, so they were like trick or treat, gave them the candy. They were like thank you. I'm like, oh you know what, you guys can have one more. And the older kid was like, oh my mom would love these, and he picked like one. And the oh, other one said, oh, so cute. The other one just like says, I ain't greedy, and just ran away. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> That's great. It was awesome. Little kids. And then I chased him. I'm like, you take the candy and I'm just shoving you're, it. You're throwing it out. I mean, you, you grab yeah, me, you stuff it. it the you're stuffing it in their candy. underpants. I don't, I, don't, I don't want this. I don't want this. <laughs> And we're back. Hello. So before we went on break, we had a question for you. The question was, Babylon is an anime based off of a novel by author Mado Nozaki. He was also the scriptwriter for a Toei animation show that released in 2017. What was the name of this anime? And the anime was Kado the Right Answer. Guys, and if you want to help help out the podcast... You can go over to aaapodcast.com slash join. We have an exclusive members RSS feed for you that you will get access to when you sign up and help out the podcast. You'll be getting eight additional podcasts per month of our hentai episodes, hobby addicts, and after parties. And you'll be able to listen to those the exact same way that you listen to all of our regular podcasts via your favorite supported apps such as Podcast Addict, Pocket Casts, the Apple Podcast app, CastBox, Overcast FM, Downcast, etc., all the details are on the member RSS page on top of the website, helping out, helping us out for, for less than a dollar per extra episode, and you'll help keep the podcast running just the way it has been. So again, that's aaapodcast.com slash join. Help out the podcast. We'll love you forever. Uh, shower you with, with our affections and uh, all of our extra content as well. So thank you for that. Yeah. So uh, up next, we have our five-star review. Are we ready for that? Time for iTunes review. Sorry, I was watching ferrets walk, just scamper across my screen back and forth. Oh. They've been doing it for like the past five minutes. <laughs> I was trying to see what they were getting into. But uh, yeah, so if you'd like to leave us an iTunes review, head on over to iTunes under AAA Podcast or Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast and leave us a review and let us know what you think. If we can improve anything or if you'd love us, please drop us a five star so we can just stay up on the top but um this one is from ddfw93 does that stand for anything i'm trying to think does that stand for anything mm. you can invent anyways, something uh, hmm uh no too, <laughs> i don't know what i almost too came up with in my head was really bad so. oh, of course it was <laughs> we're not in hentai episodes i'm just picturing like dallas fort worth 1993? I don't know. I, uh, nothing clever. Anyway. <laughs> Dilly dallying ferrets. Uh, walking. Walking. That's my life right now. <laughs> exactly. But this person, this person said, I uh, started listening in December when I started my new job driving trucks for 12 hours a day, and I'm so happy Ooh. I found AAA. Besides keeping me up to date on anime and entertainment, while driving you guys keep me alert as well thank you uh keep up the awesome work b r r inks b b r rinks 
Can, can you roll your R's? Brings. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much. My brother is actually a truck driver, too. So and he's just constantly all over the States. So uh, I'm happy that we gave you something to keep you entertained and awake. And alive. While driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much. Guys, we're also very low. We're also very low on five star reviews. So if you would like to, if you've been kind of, you know, saying, "Oh, someday I'll write a review," this will be the time. So if you head over to iTunes, write us a five star review. You'll help keep this. I don't even know three hundred episodes straight and alive in a row without without not having a five star review to read. So that would really be great. So head over to iTunes and um, keep the streak alive with a five star review. We'll we really appreciate it. And now, the when you're you've all been when you're trapped for. inside with COVID, and you're about to make your ninth trip to the fridge to see what food you have, just just write an iTunes review, and then and then go check it out to reward yourself. But yes, as Mintz mentioned, it is time for our review of Babylon. This was passed by Enzo in episode four ninety four, and you can watch it on Amazon. Where is Enzo? <sighs> He's doing uh, laundry. Doing laundry right now. <laughs> Shame. We're not even laughing, like joking. Shame. <laughs> hmm. Shame. I have a feeling someone just didn't want to watch Babylon. Mm. Well, what is Could Babylon, be. you might be asking. So I Babylon takes place in modern day Japan in the newly formed Shiniki district of Tokyo. We follow Zen Seizaki, who is a prosecutor on a case against a pharmaceutical company who is fabricating research data. Um... When all of a sudden a lot of the suspects and involved investigators begin winding up dead from apparent suicide, the scope of this case opens up as a culprit could be tied up in the upcoming mayoral election and the foundation of this new Shiniki district of Tokyo itself. And essentially it's a crime detective, maybe supernatural mystery thing that's going on, a little philosophical. Who the hell knows? Let's, uh, so, no, not, not wasting time. What were people's first impressions going into the show? Mitz, what were you thinking when you started this thing up? Well, I knew nothing about it other than that. Everyone just kept saying, um, we get ready to uh, like, oh, yeah, about Babylon. That's a thing. <laughs> that's pretty that's much true. our that, chat did that for months. <laughs> that's pretty much all I heard. So other than that, I knew nothing. Other than, uh, and, so, and, and, oh. and sometimes I'd like to call it baby lawn. Just, you know, why not? It. Mm. as you do uh so yeah i watched the first three episodes back when enzo was doing his impressions on it um i think we watched them at the same time and uh, just you know i always do that anyways just to see what what's going on in the season and um i watched that and i was actually pretty intrigued by it i thought there were some hints here and there of things that i thought would have would bring deeper conversations and i was intrigued by having a very um like uh I don't want to say I'm, I'm like a it was interesting having a woman psychopath as like, and like as an antagonist because that rarely ever happens in media so I was intrigued and I wanted to see more and that's all I knew about it going in so I had heard a lot of people really digging the series like Enzo and Mandy watched the first couple episodes and said yeah there's some potential here there's some cool camera tricks and directing and all that stuff and um, you know this is a pretty new studio to the landscape river route who hasn't done much. Um, 
I was coming in with, hey, I knew it was a murder mystery kind of thing. I was hoping for something along the line of F the Perfect Insider, um, a little more mature, a little more dark. Um, I watched a couple episodes over a holiday break in 2019, and there was a lot of Fs in the show um, for not the best reasons. Um, I was actually stunned of how not into the show I was. Maybe my expectations were too high, but besides like Copcraft, this was one of the worst like first impression shows I had. And I knew the director, Kiyotaka Suzuki, who has good directing, but has always been on not the best products. He's on Fully Cooly Alternative and Psychopath Season 2, which look and move and feel fine, but just the content is kind of lacking. And I was hoping we wouldn't get something like that here. Uh, spoilers. Anyway, spoiler free, Mitz, would you recommend this show? And what did you think of it? Well... I would say there is not a prayer, there's not a chance in hell I would recommend this show <laughs> to <laughs> to almost anybody. Um, the it, first of all, this show's biggest crime is that it's boring. That's the biggest crime of the show for me. I was like, good God, you know, all this whole show is just just talking and theorizing about suicide, and like I'm not really, and I feel weird even talking about suicide because I don't like not something I talk about generally, you know, I wouldn't say I avoid the topic. I would just prefer not to discuss it, but like this show forces you to, and it's like, well, you know, you know, but there must be, there must've been an interesting, more interesting way to talk about that topic than this show did it, which is just, just talking and talking and talking. And, and, um, aside from that, you know, there are people that are you're not going to be able to watch this anime because it's going to trigger the hell out of people or offend people or um, cause, uh, you know, people to have various problems that are related to, you know, suicide or other things. So I don't even know. I don't know. I would not feel comfortable recommending this anime really unless I really knew the person really well and was like, okay, well, this isn't going to really bother you and you might even be interested in in it. But that's there there aren't that many of those people. So, yeah, not recommending Babylon for sure. Uh, same. I don't recommend this anime. I think there are better crime dramas that you can check out for sure. Um, I think what they were trying to do with Megase, and I've seen a lot of people also bring this up as well, is that um, she has some parallels to Johan in Monster. I would recommend Monster a million years before this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Are you serious? I've seen a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people made the comparison. That's what they were trying to do. With Ma- Megase, uh, just the just the antagonist, not the entire anime. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I don't recommend it. And I think it is important to say that our review even is probably going to have trigger warnings because a giant portion of the anime is about suicide, and they they don't have they did not do a lot of research into this topic whatsoever. <laughs> so uh, it's it's really hard to even talk about. But it's. Um, yeah, no, it's, it felt like the anime just wanted to go in two different directions and had no idea how to do it. And it just blows up, especially towards the end, just implodes upon itself. Oh, yeah. Collapses so, like a stick no. neutron star. I don't recommend checking out. I think there are so many other options. Like Monster. Yeah. Like Monster. <laughs> so I like the concepts in a lot of parts of the show. I like this this new city faction to test new laws. I think the debate and line of thought of what is good, what is evil, what is 
should suicide be legal, the value of death. Um, I like these concepts. I think all of it was executed, uh, pardon the word choice, very poorly in the show. Um, sophomoric writing, terrible characters. It doesn't make points about these things. It just asks the question, and that's it. It, it offers no substance to the debate that it holds. It, As Mandy says, it kind of goes in two directions. It fails to straddle the line between philosophical ideas with like these bombastic, edgy moments and the supernatural that kind of just betrays the very realism that it tries so hard to be. Um, I don't recommend the show. I think if you want to get everything out of the show is just don't watch it and think about to yourself your opinions on what is good, what is evil, and probably 15 minutes of self-reflection will give you more content than what the show went on to do. Um, a lot of people say that this ending was really bad. Uh, they're in like a superposition of being right and wrong. They're they're not wrong because the ending of the show was terrible, but a lot of leading up to it didn't help. And its its failure isn't solely in the ending of the show. It It was rampant throughout. So people are like, oh, it fell apart. True, but it was never that majestic to begin with. So I do not recommend it and just recommend listening to this review instead, if anything. And with that, I think we can go into spoilers. And there spoilers will be a lot of spoilers. Upcoming. Oh my god. And what uh, you say? I was just gonna say a lot of spoilers and just heavy themes in general that we're gonna talk about. Or yeah, at least for sure. touch on and try to get at the core of why this show failed in lots of ways. Um, I think the best way is kind of break it down into the three plots, the three arcs that kind of mm-hmm. span the series. Um, the the first one is uh, episodes one through three. I think it's called like One Drop of Poison. And it's essentially like the introduction of Shaniki of the pharmaceutical companies and like the first introduction with I Magase, and it kind of goes up to the point where 64 characters choose to jump to their death. It's kind of that time frame, and it's kind of the establishing shot. So, does anyone have any thoughts on what they want to lead on in this? Well, I like the first three episodes pretty well. I mean, I don't think it was didn't change my life or anything, but I could see why why maybe it got passed. the 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 end of the third episode was cer- certainly shook things up. Um, I like the concept of the experimental city and the, you know, the storyline kind of makes sense at that point. And, you know, the way that they end that third episode with all the people jumping off the roofs and, you know, I, I didn't expect them to, I don't know what kind of experimental laws or whatever I thought they were going to enact, but I, I don't think I expected it to be, you know, suicide or whatever. So, you know, it was kind of unpredictable. And then, like I said, the, at the end when they're all jumping off the building and it's like, I was, I was like, damn, this is, this is unusual. So, but I could see how Enzo might've been intrigued by it back then. I can't remember what his exact comments were because that was a while ago. But, um, yeah, I just think that, uh, I think it all went downhill from there. It went from that to being just this just boring police detective thing to being just like totally off the fucking rails in the last three episodes. So, yeah, pretty much it. Um, 
In the first three episodes, I was intrigued by Ma- Magase because I thought, oh, it's so rare that we ever get like a very deadly woman as an antagonist in an anime. It's not very often that we get like she is the textbook example of a psychopath. Yeah. And that was intriguing to me, but it was very obvious by the end of the third episode. And I had that's where I started to get I started to be a little bit um, cautious. Uh, cautious with this because <laughs> when they brought up the oh f stands for female and the name of it is babylon i was like okay i see where you're going with this it's about the horror babylon i was like oh no so i was just so cautious after that but i was still intrigued because i think it is interesting bringing up the um the topic of sh- like I don't. Did they bring up the um, in the first three episodes? Was the topic of should suicide be legal? Wasn't that then yet? Was it? There wasn't the debates. There was the the video speech by the mayor who's saying like mankind uh, had like grabbed the age of fire many years ago, and this is our new fire. We shouldn't be scared of it. Uh, suicide will give us the next step in advancement and evolution, and suicide is how we will progress as a society. It's hmm, man, this. Sorry, I was going to say this anime handles that topic so poorly because I do think I was intrigued initially at first. So I was like, there are some interesting things that you can bring up in here. Should it be medically assisted, like legally? Um, in what cases should that be allowed? And um, like, for example, terminal illness or like we got example with, I think it was the mayor. If you want to uh, sacrifice yourself to for somebody else's life to provide an organ transplant, should you be allowed to make that decision and get it medically assisted? But beyond that, it just becomes oh, such a poor debate over, oh, is it like, should it just be legal at all? And I'm like, well, if it like it's our like if suicide is illegal, it's not going to prevent people from doing it. Our suicide rates wouldn't be up so high if that was the case. It just, I don't know, it seems like they did no research into the topic at all, and it made no sense to the point where I was like, what are you guys even debating? No one is bringing up important questions in these debates. Yeah, Yeah, and that's something I definitely want to touch on later. And I I think the second arc is probably the most intriguing, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, So my, my... Thoughts on the first arc is I did like I, Magase, in this first arc. Um, She goes on to be so unbelievable later on that she Mm -hmm. was not a character that I enjoyed in the slightest. But in these first couple episodes, she was pretty cool in her sinister ways. Um, I agree that the way of, you know, this thought process of suicide being a possible answer in a lot of ways is intriguing. But to have a... To have your example and claim to that have been people jumping off of buildings, that is kind of what I meant. Whereas if you wanted to have these people like peacefully, like laying down their lives or like donating their their bodies for science or doing it in a very peaceful way as a as a making a claim, I could believe that. But to be like, ah, this is the new way forward and have people just launching themselves off just to have like a dramatic, edgy bombastic visual like i can get why they did it to keep to try to make it entertaining but it just completely clashed with the ideas that they were trying to share and going into arc two which is episodes four through seven called the chosen death very fitting is when they have this whole debate on suicide and once again i think this is an intriguing concept but done with so little class or or research i mean to just 
quickly briefly talk about stuff like suicide has always been a big issue in japan as of recently mm-hmm. i mean 71 percent of suicides in japan are male and it's the leading cause of death between the ages of 20 and 44 like it's not crazy uncommon nowadays and it's funny because historically suicide in japan has always been not always i sh- should clarify but it's often seen as a very honorable thing in many instances you have Sempuku in the samurai period you had the kamikaze attacks in world war ii like there was always a little bit of a glorification and honoring of the suicide process and recently the japanese government has gone through lots of funding and treatment to try to you know tackle this issue i do want to mention mm-hmm. suicide is legal in japan like it is not an illegal activity as it is well suicide is legal as it is in many other countries you cannot aid someone in committing suicide Mm -hmm. and but like as mandy mentioned like no one who is considering suicide is concerned with the legality of it yeah and and i think what a lot of the problems come down to is in these episodes there is a debate between the mayor of shiniki who is proposing the suicide law which allows it and these four other mayors who are kind of arguing against him and these Four candidates present the most basic, lowbrow cases for why suicide should be illegal from economics to, I mean, very briefly touching on morality and like the past and like a little bit of religious text. But it's it's all so weak. And anyone who's watching this like, oh, these are clearly just to be refuted later. But it just... Mm -hmm. It offers no satisfying, juicy content for you to actually philosophically dig into. Yeah. Sorry, I yeah, just rambled for a lot. Oh, no, you're fine. A lot of those were my points as well. It's just, it felt like such a juvenile discussion on it for mm-hmm. politicians. I don't know. It's just, it was, God, it was handled so poorly. And never once does anybody in the entire anime bring up, you know what, uh, Suicide can be prevented. They've never brought up the possibility yeah. of uh, counseling, and that no one did. They're like, no, it should be illegal, and that would just stop it outright. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. So the, <laughs> like, ma- that's, the mayor that's not mentions in his like video conference, he's like, if we open up suicide in like a controlled, like proper way. I think it could be something worthwhile. And I'm like, yeah, Itsugi is the mayor. He's like, yeah, if you control it, if you set up centers, like, hey, if someone is seriously considering suicide, uh, you know, go to these help centers. They can help, like, assess you or walk you through the process or provide guidance or counsel. Like, yeah, I think that's all a great idea. But they don't touch on any of that. They just, like I say, do things in the most dramatic, over-the-top ways without Mm. applying practicality to it. And it made this debate which could have been very enriching and interesting in an anime feel very flat and juvenile as mandy said well i feel like the conversations about suicide in the show are so kind of i don't want to say pointless but like they they do they definitely approach it in a way that kind of makes it feel that way and i kind of wonder if the show isn't more actually more concerned about simply good versus bad and um and then they're using the suicide sort of example to talk about that because, <clears throat> first of all, like suicide's not illegal almost anywhere in the in the world. Like, and I don't know. I, I think it's because you can't really prevent people from doing that. Um, you you can you can you can offer treatments and help. Japan J- Japan put those put those uh, they did studies inside like those those blue lights you see at stations are there to kind of soothe people and to kind of you know 
that it felt like maybe that would prevent people from committing suicide at train stations, you know, so that they, you try to do things to prevent it from happening. And ultimately assisted suicide is illegal like in a lot of places, but no one, no one really talks about this in in like the world and real life, you know, and this is a very like sort of talking about real life sort of anime. I feel like it's not much of a fantasy and it's like, I just don't think suicide isn't really a subject I hear people debating a lot. You know, certainly you, you try to help people that struggle with those types of thoughts, but it isn't like people say, oh, well, should we legalize it or not? And so I kind of wonder if the show isn't more like just ph- ph- like philosophizing about what good versus bad is. And I kind of feel like maybe they kind of let that let that cat out of the bag in the last two episodes, which were, by the way, the just horrendous. But, um, you know, as they just debate what is good versus bad for like you know, a whole 40 minutes. You know, do you guys feel like maybe that's the case? Yeah, I did eventually feel like you, the the whole suicide debate wasn't necessary at all. Like, I don't know. It was like it's such a huge part of the show. But at the end, I was like, that didn't lead to anything. I thought it was really weird that they started bringing up like different countries having the debate. And they're like, it's going to start World War Three. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> it just got really silly at one point. The, and I was like... The- these arcs don't really flow into one another. The issues no, of don't. arc one with the pharmaceutical company, oh, they're involved with the mayor campaign. Well, that has nothing to do with the suicide debate, yeah. or that debate has nothing, a little bit more, but not as much going on. I do want to mention, before we pass over it, because I don't want to gloss over this, the the first episodes of this arc are very strange when we have the meeting of Zen investigating like the family doctor of I. Oh, yeah. And he kind of tells the story of I, how she would uh, uh, go around. And he says, he says the word Gokan, which they translated to rape. As she would go around raping men. And I was so like, okay, Gokan is probably not. It probably means something else. There's probably some like translation where it means. Something. No, it means rape. And to have that be the word that they use was so inappropriate it. and odd and just strange and it started down the path of leading into the supernatural elements of the show which if you're trying to be realistic and philosophical supernatural is not how you lend credibility especially in the way that they did it and it was yeah not great and after that i was more engaged with the show but the first five episodes of the show were rough well I actually found that, I mean, the the rape thing aside, I, I actually found that conversation kind of intriguing because I was like, what are they trying to do with this character? Like, what is I, Magase, in this show? And ultimately, I don't think they ever tell us, which is really frustrating. But it's like, because they're like, oh, she was like raping men. And then he's like, oh, but she never touched anybody. So I was like, wait a minute. So she's like she's like demonic persuading them she's like demonic or or she has like this supernatural uh, aura that that makes people lose their minds like I, i didn't really understand what was going on i was definitely intrigued and i thought that the delivery of that conversation was kind of intense and i was like oh like well this is interesting but like i don't understand what's happening and then that didn't change throughout the whole rest of the show because she continues to just be crazy and um you know able to just coerce people into doing things by merely like speaking and i'm like oh like what is this character and what is she doing in this show and what is her role and i and i i think i'm more intrigued about that conversation than anything else because i don't know you know 
So Aimagase is your textbook psychopath. Mm -hmm. She's so charming and she's manipulative. And people like that do actually exist. There are some crazy stories of um, psychopaths. And when uh, detectives have talked to them, just getting them to do things that they wouldn't normally do. They're just so persuasive. But they take hers to an extreme where it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like... um, I do think, like, she is able to get anybody to commit suicide just by talking to them. Oh, yeah. And if we're talking about somebody who already has a history of mental illness or um, has a history of suicidal thoughts, yeah, I I think that would be believable. But she's able to get anybody, people who are otherwise, um, you know, mentally healthy, just anybody who's never even contemplated that to commit suicide. And it's a little bit unbelievable, I think, and how she can, like, it's only even like a very quick conversation, three words. I was going to say, she's, go, she's killing roomfuls of people with a yeah. single line of dialogue. Like, yeah, sure. If you yeah. sit down with her for like a week in isolation and she like is doing, prodding you and yeah, I could see it. But the excessiveness that her powers exist on is... Yeah, it's not believable. And the part the part that you were talking about that really just irritated me so much is that um, the doctor said she was just so persuasive and I couldn't take my eyes off of her. She was so charming. It was almost like rape. I was like, no, that's nothing like rape. Yeah. I was so angry after that entire episode. I was like, okay, I see exactly where they're going with this. F for female. She's the whore of Babylon. I was like... I was just so frustrated after that point, and I started checking out. <laughs> but oof, ooh, that was not a good episode. Yeah. So why even introduce the whore of Babylon? I mean, that's taking that's taking a what a biblical, supernatural, um, like like mythological, whatever you want to call it, like you know, tale of a of a of a person. That's like saying, oh, um, you know, um, I can't think of a good example right now, but like. That's like saying some some god or some some demonic being, you know, from hell is like on the earth doing things. Like I, I in a show that that's doesn't who feel I like- figured I was. I I figured I w- would have been the incarnate of Satan or whatever religious power possessed the evil, writing it on the, the seven headed beast, which are the seven uh, yeah. cities that like pass the suicide law. Like I think that's what it was alluding to, and it explains why she'd be able to do this but it doesn't explain why she needed to be able to do this for the show to make any meaningful points i I don't understand it was almost like there was it's almost like they said wow you know remember that opening line in monster where they talk about the beast with the seven heads and on the heads were seven crowns and blah 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 that sounds really cool like let's just stuff this in here because it sounds neat because i mean otherwise like does she even you could i feel like you could lift her out of this show and she'd end the show's the same it's yeah, because she offers no philosophy. She just, there's a, she kills a lot. There's a lot of characters in this show that are just there to die. And there's one who is grotesquely chopped up by I, fittingly, oh, actually right. really well done to food at the same time. That was actually kind of well done. But when she's chopping up this lady and forcing Zen to like confront his notion of good or bad, she offers no philosophical claims. She just says, think about it. Think what's good or bad. And that's it. There's no more depth to her personality than that. She's just a force of evil to have Zen confront what is good and what is evil on very nebulous basic terms that is unfulfilling. 
I do think it's a little, man, I'm so back and forth on this because, yeah, I do think she did, she definitely doesn't have any depth whatsoever to her. She is just evil. But also, in a way, I'm also kind of like, there are people who are just evil, don't have a background. They're just terrible people. And that actually exists. And it's, I feel like it's starting to get rarer for us to get characters like that. I don't know. It is, it is kind of intriguing. I think Megase, hmm. I wish that they would have given her more attention. I would have rather had the anime about be about her and just let the whole suicide part out. That whole, all the debates were just so awful. But I feel like if they could have given her a little bit more to her story, I probably would have been more interested in it. Because I think she's the only thing that I was like even remotely interested in in this entire anime. I don't know. Um, if we don't have any further gripes on the second arc we can move to the third arc which is oh boy uh episodes 8 through 12 it's called twisted world which begins with the backstory of president alexander w wood uh that's united states president um very Aww. funny that his online name is aw as his initials that was oh and he's that was kind of cute and can i just say as a 10-year veteran of ultima i should buy more than that as as a as a ten plus year veteran of Ultima Online, that one hundred percent was Ultima Online that they were showing for sure, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, great game. Nice. Um, it, yeah. All of a sudden, the 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 uh, is it a year into the future? Just a couple months? I'm not too sure. But it since the like last arc, a, a couple cities have ad- adopted this, you know, suicide legal bill there's debates within the u.s about what they should do about it within the global u.n there's discussion um i will say i live right next to hartford the city that is claimed to have the legal thing in the show and they actually were really accurate about it essentially it being a very you know insurance based city that's pretty small there's not a lot of people that live there but a lot of people that work there i'm like yeah yeah they this is the one thing they did their research on they went to the hartford wikipedia page (laughs) and spent all their time on that rather than writing a a philosophical concept well done but uh yeah so besides some food to murder preparation and research on hartford there wasn't too much else but essentially Long story short, the UN gathers to have a debate over what they want to do about the suicide legal bill. At the same time, uh, Itsuki uh, has a kind of his own gathering for the suicide bill, and they kind of debate what it means to be good or bad. And we have leaders of countries trying to philosophize for 40 minutes, as Mitt said. Oh my god! What did we think about all this? It's fucking interminable. I mean, I, it, <laughs> Jesus. I was like, he's like, you know what? Suicide is such a difficult, like, complicated topic. Let's make it simpler. Let's talk about something really fundamental. And then one guy's like, "Are you insulting my intelligence?" And he's like, "Let's talk about what 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 is what does good versus evil mean?" And I'm sitting there walking back from Seven Eleven, watching this on like while I'm walking, thinking. That shit's even more complicated than what you fucking were talking about before, you idiot. And then all the goddamn heads floating around in space, like at the end. <laughs> they literally took this anime and made it into like a like a clip art snapshot slideshow with just people talking about nonsense. Like I felt like I was watching a, a Zoom meeting for college about like, <laughs> you know, uh, ethics or some bullshit. 
And I got to admit, I skipped through some of that because I was like, I'm not watching this shit. It was, it was fucking awful. It was. I was a little confused why they're bringing up the, co- the topic of good and evil and a debate about suicide anyways. I don't know. <sighs> they needed to align their nations towards the goal, and that is the long-term thing that would have unified them. Hand wave, hand wave, wink, yeah. wink. Shrug, shrug. Um, I mean, I don't think we need to go deep into their discussion. I don't think it had anything of breath. No. Um, <laughs> essentially, they came to, uh, if it continues, it's good. If it ends, it's bad. Uh, Mai essentially convinces people to kill themselves. And essentially, I mean, we don't need to spoil anything, but we get the standoff between the president and Zen, who has come to the U.S. as a bodyguard investigator as well. Um after the president is convinced by Mai over the phone to presumably kill himself and we get a dramatic semi-conclusion, I can appreciate the build-up to the scene and what Zen must have been thinking about. Um, but, but the question of why and how and like just the absurdity of it all definitely outweighed the emotions and line of thought that the show was trying to convey so it just it was kind of executed fine but it was just unnecessary and obtuse well i don't know i mean you had you end up with this scene where the president talks down that girl from the building or whatever and i thought she was gonna jump i thought she was gonna jump and he was gonna be like now you're responsible blah 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 but that didn't happen and then so they keep they clearly arrive at Yes, so it's like to continue is good, to end is bad. That's how they phrase it. And then I like he, she he hears like four words from her through an earpiece, and he's like running up to the roof to kill himself. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I don't understand this. Like he just figured out in his mind what good and bad was, and now he just like flip flops because of an utterance from this girl who has no um clear definition as to who or what she is at this point and then the ending is just awful like that last moment with the with the with the with the the standoff with the guns quote-unquote and i was like this is just oh my god it was awful i showed my girlfriend the last four minutes and she was like i don't really get it what the fuck happened and uh and she and i was like well we don't really know who what happened at the end there because they don't show you and she's like well yeah you do it was pretty clear and i'm like no you don't because that guy could have could have shot himself at the end, and I was just like, "Wow!" Like it's probably one of the worst last five to ten minutes of an anime I've seen in a long, long time. It was really bad, and so unsatisfying after you after you watch something for four hours to get that at the as the ending. Oh, yeah, Zen was a main character, and I feel like we haven't mentioned anything about Zen because there's nothing to mention. He's such an just a blank slate character. I don't know, like. I felt like there was nothing remarkable about him or interesting whatsoever. And the ending, it felt like they had no idea how to end it. And it was just very hasty. Kind of just like, like just Kato, the up. last thing that he, this guy wrote. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I will say they spent well, way more time on the kanji in Zen's name, more than talking about Zen himself. <laughs> like his, his name was always more interesting than who he was. Um, I didn't mind the ending. I can appreciate the situation he was put in by having to kill someone 
uh, 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 an action we can all say is probably pretty evil, uh, having to kill someone for the sake of saving a nation or saving the world from the the quote-unquote threat of suicide. So I can appreciate the situation he was in, but the show's constant lack or constant refusal to answer any questions that we cared about just made it fall flat. And I think the art and the animation of the show were fine. I think they served the purpose well. Like, the production was solid. The music... I thought was well done. There's a lot of these jazzy piano and drum bits that were excellent. Like Revolut as a studio, I think delivered a pretty polished product, but just everything this product said was weak. Yeah. And it just seemed like a waste. So I'm almost not even mad that they didn't answer questions. Cause I knew if they did come up with a answer to stuff, it would have just been as, I don't know. Just well, lackluster as everything else before it. So I'm like, you know what? This show's going to make me think about things. I can appreciate it for that and not much more. I think the most enjoyable part of the show was the 10 minutes of, of Alexander's backstory. You know? <laughs> I was like, oh. How, how to find a 3.14 QT wife online. Yeah, how to, how to find this, like, smoking <laughs> hot cutie. And then, like, it's almost like a romance. And I'm like, okay, well, at least this, like, you know, at least something's happening here. And it's not just this, like, you know game that they're playing with the viewer about you know you know i think the anime could have ended better if they were if i think maybe they should have decided finally what good and bad is and then decided to enact laws based on that decision like i don't know like i feel like that's what they were driving towards the whole show i mean ultimately at the end they don't do shit like okay you decided suicide's wrong or whatever and then so okay so make a law or something or show people um i don't i don't fucking know to mandy's point like it would. This would have been so much better, I think, and I think you guys would agree if they were like, "Oh, okay, suicide's wrong," and then they show you show them rolling out like social programs to help people or something. <laughs> I feel like that was like that's that was like the better way to end the show. Like at least give you at least come up with an action as a result of what you decided, you know. But instead, no, nothing. It was just nothing at all. I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what they. Whatever they. Whatever they hope to achieve from this, they didn't achieve it. So. Uh, hero, you. 135 in the chat makes a point that I am grateful for is I you know mm-hmm. I watched this back to back to back no marathoned it before this review um if I was watching this week to week that would have been abysmal and so even more unsatisfying because you would have been waiting okay now we're gonna get answers now we're gonna get answers and now it's over yeah and I that, watched it week to week that would have likely been an even more frustrating watch it's also important to mention that after the scene where Megasi um, cuts up Zen's uh, partner, yeah, it went on hiatus. Seven. Yeah, it, w- it went on hiatus for a long time. And so, I don't know, it was really frustrating. And I wonder if that had anything to do with the ending. And I could it could be just the novel's bad. I don't know. But I haven't read it myself. Maybe they're just, we ran out of money and it would speed it up and throw stuff together i don't know i'm so, not sure i, don't know I will it's... say that that hiatus kind of makes sense within the context of the show though because that's when like the time skip happens and like things mm. change so you're coming back and you're like what the heck what the, what did i come back this is not the show i remember but uh i don't know do we have anything else no nothing okay do we want to score this then mitts lead us off 
I mean, like I said, this show's biggest crime was that it was just boring. I mean, it was fucking boring. God. I mean, it was one of those shows that I binged basically over the course of maybe four days. And um, I didn't enjoy very much of it, you know. It's just, I'm just not, I don't, I'm not, I'm just not in it to, for the talking, you know, and then to like feel bad about the shit they're talking about. Like, like you know what? I, I'm just not down to, like, I'm not really feeling it when I have to watch, like, a little kid crying about how his dad's gonna kill himself. Like, sorry, I'm just not into it. I'm just not watching anime for that. Like, I'm not trying to feel sad, you know, on top of feeling bored by it. It just wasn't enjoyable at all. I mean, it made no sense, and the ending, it had no ending. So, honestly, oh my god. I mean, this anime is, like, so rough. What do I even get? What do I even... Hmm... I don't even know. One, I'll give it one, <laughs> and a, one and a half floating heads out of, in space out of five that I honestly kind of skipped through with my finger until the background stopped being like stars and constellations and started being like things again actually made sense. Out of five. There you go. I like yeah. the Zoom virtual background God, image. That's cool. very fitting. <laughs> Mandy, you want to give it a shot? Yeah, so... um man i don't really know what else to really say about it i thought it was they had a lot of interesting topics that could have um been really fascinating to cover but i felt like it was trying to do too much there are too many topics in there and none of them were given the intention or that they needed and it felt like it was trying to be a lot smarter than it actually was and man i just it was such a huge disappointment because I felt like there are things in there that w- were could have been really juicy. Like, um, like, yeah, I sci- suicide is a very difficult topic to bring up, but I felt like it would have been interesting to bring up. Like, what about uh, in the case of terminal illness? Or nobody brought up. It was the perfect place to bring up topics on mental health and you know getting help through that. And no one, it just never did. It just felt like. I don't know, like a bunch of, it was just very juvenile, juvenile debates that I felt like they, it just needed more attention to that. And I, Magasa, I thought was intriguing, but then it just, I don't know, everything just fell through the floor at one point. And um, so, yeah, I, I do think it looked good and there were some, um, at least in the first three episodes, I thought there were some interesting uh, directing choices, but man there's not really much here for me to really like and uh this whole week i was saying man i'm gonna get alcohol for the babylon review (laughs) that didn't happen i feel like i would have given a much higher score though if i did (laughs) but um yeah i think i'm gonna give it um trying to think of a funny thing to call it uh i'll give it 1.5 uh ultima online Accounts. <laughs> I know what else to call it. So you're gonna call like sake bombs out of five or something. <laughs> sake bombs. Yeah. That's what it needed. I feel like I would have given it a much higher score if I did bring alcohol. Um. Yeah. I think you guys said a lot of what I wanted to. Uh, the show was well produced. There was a lot of detective scenes when they were like running operations and investigating stuff that I thought was well done, and in another show would have been very fitting. Um, but overall there was, this was a mystery show without a case. This was a villain without a cause. This was a philosophy show without any thought put into it. Um, 
to sum it up in one word, it undelivered at the begin or under delivered at the beginning, and then it under delivered again after I lowered the bar. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna give it one and a half chopping up humans to food montages out of five. I think this is a lot of squandered potential, oh, and yeah. it's 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 a shame. This whole show is just a shame, and thinking about what it could have been is it's i don't know yeah i didn't watch kato the right answer but i also heard the same thing i dropped kato after like three episodes i was i don't know i just i was really bored by it but i heard a lot of people were really intrigued by the beginning and it fell down south towards the end so apparently it's the exact same thing that happened here i don't know yeah what did our listeners think of this so yeah, um, on our listener poll, uh, we got sixteen point seven percent gave it a five, sixteen point seven percent gave it a four, forty one percent, forty one point seven percent gave it a three, sixteen point seven a two, and eight point three a one. So the average was a three. And for you know a for our listener score poll, that's actually pretty low. Normally oh, yeah. they sit around fours and um, the comments so, yeah, are too. Yeah, it was all over the place. The comments are oh, from had a great first half <clears throat> and then tanked towards the end. Uh, it went off the rails after episode three. And uh, this person was also baffled that so many folks liked it, like Mason, in the first three episodes. And someone said the second half of the show doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, seems like a lot of people much, are yeah. around the same page. Yep. Yeah. It's about all she yeah, wrote. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, next week, we are going to be doing a review on Chihai Afudu Season 3, which I think <laughs> will probably, which, which in all likelihood, will be far better. So, ah, we look forward I'm to excited. that next week. And we're going to finish so up our impressions excited. next week from Spring. So excited. Kaguya-sama Season 2, Fugo <sighs> KG Olympia Kiklos, Yahadi Wat No Seishun Love, Machigate Do, whatever. Um, that one, and Woodpecker Detective's Office all coming up next week. One of those never came out. <laughs> yeah, great. So maybe we won't be doing that. <laughs> and, Actually, yeah. and um, there is one. So the, and that pretty much wraps up everything from fall 2020 in our effort to to get caught up, you know, to be more up to, up to uh, pace. So so that when so that when spring 2020 ends, we will be able to review at least two of those shows immediately. So rather than making you wait or wait like a month or so, you'll you'll get to hear at least the top two like biggest titles reviewed like boom right away. Um, the, the only other one left over from fall 2020 besides Chihai Afudu is uh, it's Ahiru no Sora, which is not uh, which is not concluded yet, and I will probably be reviewing that in like a bonus extra episode because it's long and well, I don't want to put everybody through that. <laughs> so we'll, I'll, I will take care of that one as an extra review. But other than that, we're getting caught up, you know. And next week is our last uh, installment of this of, of that effort. So thanks for bearing. Yeah, thank with you us. guys for putting up with this onslaught of just. Impression, 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 review before yeah. we get back to regular main topics and maybe doing mailbags one day. We promise we still do them. We will do them. Please continue to write them in. We do enjoy well, them. I think we're going to do a mailbag episode probably as soon as we're done. Probably. I think um, so too. Not next week, but the following week. So, yeah. Guys, thanks so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Twitch TV every Sunday at 5 p.m. We're on Facebook, we are on Twitter. You can tweet me at Pope Mitsugi. You can tweet Mandy at 
AAA underscore Mandy with an I, although I am thinking about changing it because that's a lot. Mason. So I'll let you know if we change it. Uh, join me on my anime list on uh, any list, M-A-K-L-A-X, MacLax. I have over 750 shows that I've given scores to. If you're ever like, what does Mason think about things? Go there and uh, then just chat up on the Discord because that's where we all hang out. All right, guys. And again, the website is aaapodcast.com, so you can check that out to get all the news and access to the Discord, etc. Guys, we'll see you next week. So uh, everybody stay safe till then. We love you. Bye. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.